Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of uh, former Bellator fighters, Liz Carmouche, getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week, it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who, of course, uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is, uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check them out. If you're at home, check them out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... No! Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, October 17th, 2022. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. Hope you had a lovely, lovely weekend. Relatively quiet one in the world of mixed martial arts. Not a quiet one in the world of combat sports. Crazy day in the world of boxing. Very eventful day in the world of boxing. Ton of events all over the world from Australia to London, of course. Uh, Brooklyn, back to Australia, big wins for Devin Haney, and of course the uh, returning Deontay Wilder, Clarissa Shields with a massive win, Liam Parra with a massive win. A lot to like as far as MMA was concerned. Like I said, relatively quiet UFC event back at the world's most famous apex, headlined by Alexa Grasso picking up a pretty dominant unanimous decision win over Viviani Araujo and perhaps one step closer maybe one final step away from finally fighting for a belt it's been a while since we've talked about her potential and she is coming into her own and she is evolving and she is uh, putting it all together the pride of Mexico Alexa Grasso with a big win in a main event on Saturday. The rest of the card, you know, there was something here, there was something there, rather uneventful. And I'm going to talk about that as I talk about this Saturday's card, because this Saturday's card, this is why we love this sport. It's UFC 280 Fight Week. It's a massive pay-per-view. It's a stacked pay-per-view. It's a pay-per-view we've been talking about for the last few months. And knock on wood, remaining intact. And we're, what, you know, five days away now. Let's see if it can remain intact. If the main event falls through, of course, there's a really great, you know, backup plan who we spoke to on Wednesday. But I think most people want to see how this main event between Charles Oliveira, Dubronx, and Islam Makhachev actually plays out. And then perhaps we can talk about the winner fighting the great Alexander Volkanovsky at a later date. Going to talk about all of that and a lot more on today's program. As always, we are brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings. Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code DMMAHOUR for a special offering you sign up with, and that's code DMMAHOUR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Please support them because they support us. All right, what are we doing on today's program? Uh, very excited about today's show. A little pay-per-view, fight week feel, a little last week feel, if you will. Back into the show, 
We will talk to the reigning defending UFC light heavyweight champion, the pride of the Czech Republic, the one and only Yuri Prochaska is going to join us. And you may have heard late last week, we found out he will in fact defend his title at UFC 282 on December 10th in Las Vegas against one Glover Teixeira, the rematch of what probably stands, unless I'm forgetting something off the top of my head, as the fight of the year as of right this moment. Things can change. Of course, there's two and a half months left. But right this moment, that's probably the fight of the year. And it happened, of course, uh, back in June in Singapore. They're going to run it back. There was a moment there where they thought, you know, maybe we'll go with the Yan route versus Yuri. No, we're going to run it back. However, we don't know just yet whether or not this is going to be the main event for UFC 282 because there's a... Uh, an 800-pound gorilla named John Jones, who's still in the mix. So even when they officially announced it some 24 hours after the initial reports came out, and we'd been telling you about this being in play for you know quite some time. Don't want to give ourselves the old Barry H, but if you listen to the program, you follow the stuff, this wasn't a surprise. Um, the reason why they didn't say main event, headline, or whatever is because of the Jones situation, which I can tell you about also on today's program. Stay tuned for that little update for you and yours. So Yuri Pachaska will talk to us back into the show. Just celebrated his birthday on Friday. Believe this is his first chat since the news came out. I look forward to talking to him later in the show. Uh, Three o'clock, we'll be joined by Piotr Jan, of course, one of the big names featured on this UFC 280 card going up against Sugar Sean O'Malley. Uh, haven't talked to him since before the Aljo loss several months ago. And uh, this is a big bounce back fight. For Piotr Jan, of course, there was some talk of him fighting Cheeto Vera over the summer. Didn't pan out. Now he's getting this high-profile fight against Sugar Sean O'Malley. The fight that a lot of people have been asking for uh, when it, you know, when it concerns O'Malley's career. People wanted to see him fight a top-ranked guy. I don't think a lot of people thought he'd be fighting Piotr Jan this soon, making the jump from a Pedro Munoz to a Piotr Jan. But we're about to find out a lot about Sean O'Malley, kind of playing with the house's money, it feels like in this particular fight. If he loses, hey, you just lost to the former champ, one fight removed from a title fight. If you win, kind of hard to deny a title shot for O'Malley. Them's the stakes. So it's a very interesting fight. We'll talk to Peter Dion, who, of course, is already in the UAE. He's in Dubai, and the event, of course, happening in nearby Abu Dhabi. Uh, 2.30, we'll check in with the guys. Parlay pals, my bad. I screwed this one up. I don't know why I went with Michaela Mayer. Listen, I know why. When I said it, I was confident, and you could make the case that she won that fight against Alicia Baumgartner, but there were a lot more sure things. Deontay Wilder being one of them wins in the first round. My guy Brito you know, wins rather convincingly as well. I don't know. I don't know why I went with that one. I guess the noise got to me. I'm sorry. People were saying you're taking the... Minus 800s, and, and I need to go back to just get the dub. Just win, baby. Like the great Al Davis once said, I don't know why I went with the hard one. And, and by the way, as fight week got closer and as the fight got closer, she became an even bigger favorite. And so I was feeling good about it, but I was sweating it. I was, it was you know, great fight, expected a little more activity, great card. The Shields fight against Savannah Marshall was amazing, um, but I was bummed. I was, it ruined my Saturday night, you know. I don't have, has it happened where I was the reason why the Parlay Pals lost? I was the sole reason? I know I've lost some. I think this is the first time. I think this is the first time it was all on me, and uh, I felt very guilty. 
And, uh, you know, I actually thought about, you know, pulling out of the whole thing. You know, I just like, what, what do I need this for? Don't do life? that. It's just take my ball and go home. I don't need this type of heartache. Um, but doesn't feel so good, though, does it? No. All right. Just keep that in mind the next time you're... Wait a second. I feel like you're trying to imply that I rub it in. Ruthless. Am I? Oh, yeah. That's not fair. Especially the night of. It's like... What are you talking about? Yeah. I hardly even know who we picked the night of. I have to have, like, who are we rooting for again? Connor uh, or Rick messed up, and the other one's like, hey, you know, we, we trek on. Yeah. No, everyone's... Frank me? does it, and it's like... Phew. Is that true? Is this the thing you guys are saying? This is how it feels. Is this true, GC? Am I bad? Am I the weak link? Of the parlay pass? Yeah. No. So what's he saying? Do you rub it in a little more on Frank? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, really? Yeah, a little ruthless. A little ruthless on the guy. On Frank? I'm not going to be able to afford dinner. Is this the thing that you guys talk about when you're out watching the Bills? Kids. How about them Bills, huh? How about them <laughs> How about Bills from those Buffalo? Bills? Wow, How about them Bills from up Buffalo? Oh, I'm still tired. If, if my energy level is a little low off the bat here, it's because I'm still tired from what transpired uh, Sunday evening in uh, old Kansas City, Missouri. By the way, I hear from a lot of Kansas City guys. I hear from Anthony Smith, Julian Marquez before the games. I don't really hear from them after the games. But that's okay. You know, it's regular season. It's okay. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, Frank. I won't do it I again. Accept. I won't do it again. But, uh, <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't happen again. Well, listen, uh, I'm not going to make this a habit. I don't like being the weak link. I'm not the weak link in anything I do in life. Because uh, I try to play to my strengths, and uh, here on Saturday I was the weak link. I was watching the fight while I was at my kid's soccer game. It was uh, it was uh, it was a late afternoon affair, and I was looking at all the parents. I was like, if these people only knew what I was watching right now on my phone. You know, I was doing the you know one AirPod in hood over my hat. So you think I'm not you know you think I'm locked in, and I was locked in, but I was also locked in on you know Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner. In any event, uh, we'll talk about all of that, recap GC's weekend as well, uh, maybe a little look ahead to uh, this weekend, which is uh, a tough one to call, a lot of good fights. At uh, 2 o'clock, my old pal Javier Mendez, the old head coach from American Kickboxing Academy, been a while since I last spoke to him, of course, uh, coach for one Islam Akhachev, he is in. Abu Dhabi, he is getting ready for the big title fight. No stranger to title fights. Was there by DC's side throughout his entire illustrious career. Was there by Luke Rockhold's side throughout his entire illustrious career. Was there by Cain Velasquez's side throughout his entire illustrious career. Was there by Khabib Nurmagomedov's side and throughout his illustrious career. And not to mention the likes of Mike Swick and Josh Kostrick back in the day and so many others. He has seen it all. He has done it all. He has coached them all. And he's back for another big title fight this Saturday in the UAE. And I'm looking forward to talking to him as my pencil falls uh, about the big title fight against Charles Oliveira. 2.30, excuse me, 1.30, John Hathaway is going to join us. Uh, he had a big win. His first win, guys, in 10 years. His first win since September of 2012. On that card in England, a young man named Stefan Struve knocked out a young man named Stipe Miacic. That's how long ago it was since he last had a victory. September of 2012, of course, had not fought since March of 2014, uh, the loss to one Dung Young Kim. But it was September 29, 2012, since his last win. He comes back. We had him on a couple weeks ago. Uh, has been through a lot physically, emotionally, but uh, had a nice dominant win over Andre Ricardo at Octagon 36 in Frankfurt, Germany. So all that to come. But first, a few words on this coming weekend, if I may. And it actually relates 
to this past weekend as well. You know, I was thinking, I, I was talking to someone about the uh, the Apex cards, and I have to tell you, and uh, you know, I hope I'm not oversharing here, but it just feels like each and every time we are subjected to these Apex cards, and it's not necessarily because of the action. The action is the same. The action is, you know, you pu- you put these fights. At the apex, you put them uh, in Austin. You put them in uh, some random, you know, where Paris. You put them in a in a fight night city, and the fights are the fights. And this is not taking anything away from the fighters. I do think, by the way, we there, there's there's no doubt you are getting more spirited San Diego spirited, um, inspired performances when the crowds are there they're hyped the product is hyped the product is 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 super hot right now people are getting behind the UFC and so you're seeing better performances i think more i don't know i guess spirit is the best word performances when they're outside of the apex but i was thinking like why does this bother you so much and why do you feel soulless when you are subjected to these events i mean part of me feels like it's taking us back to 2020 late 2022, uh, excuse me, 2021, all that stuff, like when things were super, super dark, grim, uh, depressing. And it's it's the lone reminder left in sports. No one else is doing events at, you know, a closed venue inside some sort of soundstage, whatever you want to call it. No, I mean, you're, you're, you, you turn on college football, there's 100,000 people. You turn on the NFL, there's 60,000 people. You turn on the baseball playoffs, there's 50,000 people. You turn on the NHL, the NBA, it's packed arenas all over the place. You turn on boxing, it's packed. You turn on pro wrestling, it's packed. Everything is packed. The lone empty arena vibe, if you will, I know there's like 100 people there or whatever, but the lone vibe left in sports, how ironic is it that the lone vibe left is, is, is for the product that was back first? Now, I'm not here to talk about why. We all know why. They're saving money. They're making money. We all know why. But I'm not even here to talk about that. When I watched those events, I was thinking, like, why does this bother me so much? A, this is not why we fell in love with the UFC. This is not why we fell in love with MMA. We fall in love because of the pageantry, the showmanship, the events, the lights, the glitz. If you don't need that stuff, if that stuff does nothing for you, if that stuff doesn't make your experience better, then God bless you. And I'm actually envious of you. If you don't need that, if you don't need the environment, if it doesn't make you a little more hyped, great. You're better than I. I watched that Bills game yesterday. It's so much more fun because they're at, you know, the Chief Stadium. I think they changed their name. I was going to say Arrowhead. It's like G-H-A-E or something. You get the point. The crowd in every sporting event, whether it's Man City, Liverpool, what a game that was, Bills Chiefs, what a game that was. Tennessee, Alabama, uh, Knicks, Bull. It doesn't matter. The crowd always helps, regardless of what side you're on. Shields against Marshall, Deontay Wilder against Hellenia. It doesn't matter. And so if you don't need that, great. I need that. And I used to watch, late at night, I had a TV in my room when I was in high school, and I used to watch ESPN2 kickboxing. And I even think Scott Coker was involved in these events. And I used to think when I would watch these events, like, who's A, who's watching this? And B, who's invested in this? And part of the problem with kickboxing, I think, throughout its time here in America was, like, we've never had a reason to be emotionally invested in these fighters, in these fights, in these events. Everyone looks the same. 
All the events look the same. There's hardly any people at these events. It all feels very uniform. It all feels very interchangeable. It's impossible to turn on and be like, oh, that dude's fighting? I know that guy. That's so-and-so. No, they all look the same. They're all wearing the same pants. They have the same kind of look. The events all look the same. And I was thinking like, I used to think this all the time. I used to think, how could people get into this? It all looks the same. It all feels the same each and every time I turn it on. Late night, WKA kickboxing. This is part of the problem. No one's been able to market the sport correctly. And when I watch these Apex events, I get the same feeling. Unless you're betting on it, or unless you're a friend or family, why are you tuning into this right now? On a Saturday night, when you have college football, when you've got baseball playoffs, when you've got all kinds of things... You know, starting this week, you'll have the NHL, the NBA as well. What is the incentive to watch this? It doesn't feel hype. It doesn't feel big. It doesn't feel glamorous. It doesn't feel larger than life. It feels like 1997 kickboxing on ESPN2. Everyone's dressed the same. Everyone looks the same. It all feels very interchangeable. And this is a bummer. I didn't get into MMA. I didn't fall in love with MMA because everything looked the same. It all felt special. Of course, back in the day, there were only like four or five events and then it grew to 12 or so, the 20-something or so, or the 40. And there's something to be said for too much of a good thing ain't a good thing. But still, we were able to stomach it because there were, you know, they were going from Austin to Charlotte to Philly to Boston to San Diego to LA to Las Vegas. It was always a big crowd an excited crowd, at least for the last, you know, 10 or so years, whether it was overseas, Brazil, etc. It's not feeling that way. And the sooner they can get out of it, I think right now they're making money. I think they're hurting the product long term by staying at the apex. Right now, it's great. And they're cashing in those checks and ESPN doesn't seem to mind. But in the future, it will hurt them because I think the product will go down and will suffer because of this sort of, I don't know, lazy mentality of just staying at the apex. I don't get it. Nevertheless, my point is, so I'm going to start at a negative and I'm going to end at a positive end at a positive here. Do not worry. For as uninspired and as sort of missing some sort of ingredient or two these Apex events are, the lone positive is that it makes events like this Saturdays feel that much bigger and that much more important and it gets us that much more hype because we have had to sit my friends. Let's be honest, through some clunkers over the past month or so, uh, some uninspired cards, which were lacking in depth and on being kind, you sit through those because you like the fighters, you like the sport, whatever, you're betting on it, I don't know. And then you get to this side of the bridge and you get to UFC 280. And when the UFC wants to put on a big time event, they can put on a big time event and no one puts on a big time event like them in the world of MMA right now. And it ain't even close. PFL could put on as many pay-per-views as they want. Bellator could put on their most stack card. Nothing will compare to 280. Nothing in the, in the sport can compare it to 280. 280 is probably, right now, as far as a five-pack of fights, I would say, no recency bias, pay-per-view-wise, probably the best offering that the UFC has given us this year. As far as a five-pack of fights, there have been cards, you know, you had Nganu Gan and Figueroa. There have been cards that have had two, three great fights to me, there's five great fights on this card. And so you sit through those uninspired, shallow apex events, and then all of a sudden, as opposed to back in the day when there was banger after banger after banger, here it's like, all right, it's like a single, a bunt, a foul ball, and then you get to the home run. And the home run feels bigger as opposed to an inning where you're, you know, you're spraying hits all over the field. And so this feels bigger. 
I am hyped for 280. It feels important. It feels like the stakes are massive. And you know what's great about it? I would make a strong argument right now that the three best divisions in the UFC are... 135, 155, 170. Those are the most interesting, the most stacked, the deepest divisions in the UFC. And what makes this card so damn great is that those are the three main divisions featured at the top of the bill. 135. Wow. I think it's the best division in the UFC. I think it's the most open division in the UFC. And you've got Aljamain Sterling, the champion of the 135-pound division, defending against TJ Dillashaw and all the baggage that he brings along with him. His last clear-cut dominant win, 2018, August of 2018, against one Cody Garbrandt. That's how long it has been. Of course, loses to Cejudo, has the two-year suspension, undergoes multiple surgeries, comes back, close fight against Sanhagen, haven't fought since then, hasn't fought since then, hasn't been seen since then in a cage. And now he gets a title shot against Aljo, polarizing, you know, on his worst day. And even this weekend, going back and forth with the Andrew Tate stuff, oh my God, giving me a headache. Listen, this is a big time fight and Sterling's on quite the roll and he's shutting up a lot of naysayers as far as his fighting is concerned. That was a big time performance over Peter Yan. What's so great about this, this might not even be the most intriguing 135 pound fight. You can make a very strong case that the Piotr Jan versus Sugar Sean O'Malley fight is even more intriguing than the title fight. That's how good this card is. That's So here you have Piotr Jan, you know, perennial contender, contender, former champion, all this stuff against, you know, this mega star who's about to break through if he can win this fight and really become a big star. We all know about Sugar Sean. I don't need to tell you the story. That's on the card as well. So right now you've got the end of the Grand Prix, you've got the championship fight, and then you've got this potential number one contender fight, right? And and there's a scenario where if Dillashaw wins and Jan wins, maybe they're fighting for the belt. I can't see them doing Jan Aljo three right off the bat, but crazier things have happened. So that's on the card. And those aren't the mains. Main, of course, 11 wins in a row, Charles Oliveira. Who could have saw this coming? He loses to Paul Felder some four years ago, now goes on an incredible run. And I'm not comfortable with saying if he wins this fight, he's the GOAT. But holy crap, who has had a run like this in arguably one of the best divisions, if not the best division in the UFC, against this type of talent? Gaethje, Poirier, Chandler, Ferguson, Lee, Jared Gordon, Nick Lentz, David Tamor, Jim Miller, Chris Jagos, Clay Guida, the first couple guys that I mentioned, the first five or so, all on fire, all in their prime, all super tough outs, all except for Tony, he finishes in his 11-fight winning streak. Ten of them are via finish. Now he's become a star. Now anything he posts on social media explodes. 8,000, 9,000, 10,000, 15,000 likes. Wow. Who saw this coming from Charles Oliveira who started his UFC career a perfect excuse me, a, a 500 fighter. He was just a 500 pedestrian fighter. Now he's become one of the biggest stars in the world, certainly one of the biggest stars out of Brazil, certainly one of the biggest stars in the UFC. So he's not defending his belt. He's fighting for the vacant title because he was, you know, he was stripped. We know about what happened in May prior to the Gaethje fight. I would actually strongly argue that whole situation made him into a bigger star. It made him somewhat sympathetic, even though he was already a sympathetic figure considering where he's been, where he's come from, what he's had to overcome. But this, I think, added to that. And I really think he's become an even bigger star as a result 
Obviously, he didn't want that, but there was a silver lining, no doubt about it. Just look at the numbers. Just look on YouTube. Just look at the way people speak of him. They love this guy. And amazing, very rare that someone who doesn't speak English is able to connect with the audience here in America. It has worked for him. He doesn't need it. Very few guys, you know, Anderson, Jose Aldo, you could probably count on less than, you know, five fingers, the guys who have been able to break through. Even Habib needed to start speaking a little bit to connect. Junior Dos Santos needed to speak a little bit to connect. Anderson never really needed it, although you can make the case that he probably would have been even more popular had he spoke English earlier. Same with Aldo. Charles, you never you never hear him speaking, and the people love him, and they connect with him, and, and, and they're by his side. And then on the flip side, you have Islam Makhachev, the protege of Khabib Nurmagomedov, who's on his own winning streak, 10 in a row, has never fought anyone close to Charles, but it sort of feels like UFC 223 where it's like, all right, this is the coronation. This is the moment where the baton gets passed off and he's able to you know, live up to his uh, expectations, fulfill his destiny as champ and kind of take that you know, mantle from Khabib and go on this long run. Fascinating style matchup, 11 wins in a row versus 10. Uh, grappler versus jiu-jitsu specialist. Do they stay standing? How does Makhachev look in his first pay-per-view main event? How does Oliveira look? You know, does he get roughed up again? He's been taking some shots, even though he's able to rebound. I mean, what's better than this? Oh, by the way, also on the card, also at 55, Benil Dariush, who was supposed to fight Makhachev, who has some sort of argument, you know, I think, in his back pocket to be the number one contender if he wins against Mateusz Gamrot, former KSW lightweight and featherweight champion. This is, I mean, who has a huge win over Armin Sarukian, probably Islam's best win. These two guys battling to try to become the next number one contender. And you have the cloud that is Alexander Volkanovsky just chilling over Abu Dhabi. If someone stumbles, if someone misses weight, you've got the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world just chilling, waiting to be tagged in. That's never happened. We've had backup fighters before. We've never had a number one pound-for-pound fighter put his ego to the side and say, yeah, I'll fly over there. I'll make weight. Oh, by the way, I just had surgery. I just had my cast removed. No problem. If any of these guys stumbles, I'll fight them on 24 hours notice, and then I'll defend you know, the 55 or 45 belt in Perth in February. That adds intrigue to the week as well. A lot of pressure on these two guys. You miss weight, you stumble, you miscalculate. Freaking Volk, the ultimate professional, guy who never misses, never stumbles, never screws up, is right there waiting like the boogeyman. Eyes on you, waiting for you to mess up. So you have that whole situation. And oh, by the way, it's not the fifth fight on the pay-per-view, but to me, the fifth most intriguing fight, it's the headliner of the prelims. It's Bilal Muhammad against Sean Brady, who I think is a future title contender, 15-0, has looked incredible, haven't seen him in a year, has stayed active with grappling against Bilal, who's enjoyed a great run as of late, has the controversial uh, you know, fight against Leon Edwards, the eye poke. So he, you know, he's a part of his narrative. He wins this fight. All of a sudden he's in that conversation for the belt as well. Brady wins this fight. I think he's maybe two away. I mean, people aren't signing up to fight Sean Brady right now. So you have those fights, five of those. You got a Mohamed Mokhaev on the prelims. You got a Mano Fioro on the main card as well. But you talk about five fights with stakes with implications. Two title fights, top contender fights, rising stars. I mean, big stakes for Sean O'Malley, big stakes for Sean Brady, big gambles. So again, 
my point at the beginning was to say as you know lifeless as those apex cards feel and i got to say each and every week they are harder and harder to watch. If you have no skin in the game, they are harder and harder to watch. And I don't blame anyone who says I'm going to skip it. And I think eventually that is going to hurt the product. They're not going to worry about it now, but down the line, you got to get out of there. I'm telling you, this is me looking out for my brothers in Las Vegas. You got to get out of there. It's not helping the product. This is not why people fall in love with sports. It's working now. You're cashing in those checks. You're not paying to go on the road. You're not paying for travel. Trust me, it will hurt you in the long run. I'm trying to help out. I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm tr- this is me giving you free. doesn't matter. Those events right now, as, as, as annoying as they are, as uninteresting as they are, makes these Saturdays so great, makes these Saturdays so special, and reminds us why we love this so much. Big, important, massive implications. I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. And oh, by the way, it's, a, uh, it's an afternoon affair here in America. It's a primetime affair. Everyone's happy, right? It's a primetime affair in the UK. Uh, It's a pretty good time slot for most. I think in Australia, they probably don't love it. Uh, They've got the great Sunday morning time slot, uh, which is fantastic for them. But uh, for us here, it's a 2 to 5 p.m. main cart. And you look at the odds, like, I don't know. GC, have you made your picks yet for this, officially? Uh, Yeah, I've got quite a few in. It's a lot of toss-ups. I mean, we were, I, we were literally just behind the scenes talking about uh, Darius Gamrot and how much of a toss-up I think that is. I could see either scenario right now, Gamrot minus 190, Darius plus 160. Gamrot's the favorite. Wow. Yeah, I like didn't even is, know that. Is Darius, like, I mean, he's he's still on a huge he's win streak He's so underrated. Right now. Like, he's, he's only 33. I, yeah, this, typically with pay-per-view cards, you get a lot of those easy ones. You get a lot of the toss-ups. Like, I feel like this card... There's not so many. You know, Jan O'Malley, I don't think is a sure thing. I think a lot of people are starting to put money on O'Malley. There was a time where you couldn't get Jan for better than like minus 375. Now now you can get him for as good as like minus 275. A lot of money coming in on Sean. Charles Islam? Oh my God, don't even get me started. I see every scenario. I see sub, (laughs) knockout, decision for all, for like those three scenarios for both guys. If you tell me you know what's going to happen, you're either a fortune teller or you're a liar. Because I just, I don't, I have no idea what is going to happen in that fight. I cannot wait for it. Brady only a minus 145 against Bilal. <laughs> kind of surprising to me as well. I thought he'd be a bigger favorite. I don't know. Bilal just keeps on winning, man. Who's the biggest? Oh, and here's, and even, even, even Aljo and TJ. Minus 170 plus 145. I could see TJ turning back the clock. Absolutely could. Aljo yeah, minus one seventy. Those last six fights of the night are going to be crazy. I mean, you're, you're including the Chukagian. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I know. mean, take the over. <laughs> that could be your pick for this week. I knew I need to do. I, I should have taken. Did anyone take the over for Grasso? No. I mean, I took it in my picks. Grasso by decision, no big deal. But yeah, man, what a card! UFC two eighty. I'm hyped. I'm excited. All right. Uh, we've got a lot to discuss. That's my little preamble to start the show. Hopefully it got you a little excited for what's to come. And uh, obviously we're going to talk a lot more about it later on in the show. And uh, of course, on Wednesday as well, two shows, back to two shows uh, this week. Next week will be a little different, but we'll worry about that uh, when the time comes. And like I said, Jan to come, 
um, Javier Mendez to come, Yuri to come. But first, I uh, want to go back to something I spoke of at the beginning of the show, one of the great stories from this past weekend uh, in MMA. And there weren't a ton, but there was one fantastic one, and it was John Hathaway's return at Octagon 36 in Frankfurt, Germany. He gets the big decision win. You'll recall a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about everything he's had to overcome internally, physically to get back to this point. Picks up his first win since September of 2012. I was very excited about that and really wanted to talk to him about the whole experience. Without further ado, let us say hello to John Hathaway. There he is. Hello, John. How are you? Hey guys, I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me on again. Oh, it's it's a pleasure and congratulations. Uh, it has been a while since you were celebrating a victory on a Monday after a weekend. Could you even put into words what it felt like to get your hand raised after all these years? Uh, it, it felt great. You know, the whole, uh, just the whole thing, the the entrance, everything, just the, the week building up to it. It was just kind of great to just be back in the, in the mix and the feel of it. And obviously something that, you know, I haven't felt for, for God, nine years now it's probably been so. It was just just a really enjoyable experience. Would you say there was a time probably where you thought you'd never get that experience again, right? You Like, this is this is a gift. Oh, most certainly. It definitely gets, I mean, it, I was always hoping for it and stuff like that, but there's definitely a, there was a good chance that it was just never going to happen and stuff. But, and you know, uh, I know my wife as well, in the, in the week building up when I was actually already over there, she called up the uh, the surgeon and just uh, left a message with him being like, you know, just, just thank you so much for getting us back basically to, wow. to this point, to being able to compete, so... Did he reply? Uh, he hasn't yet. So yeah, he's probably uh, quite yeah. a busy guy, Mr. Clark. But I mean, you know, as I said, he was just always one of those surgeons where like, he could just feel you of confidence. You know, he's one of those guys who could tell you it's, it's dark outside when it's light and you'll just be like, oh, okay, like, you know, it's dark outside. So it's, it's going to be good. So yeah, he managed to uh, get me back to this point. So, you know, I'm just super happy. And obviously the team and everything's kind of gone right for us. That's amazing. Now, um, we spoke about, you know, this is your first time in a very long time or was your first time fighting outside the UFC. Here you are with this new promotion, Octagon, which I keep hearing such great things about in terms of the shows they put on, the crowds, etc. What was the experience like with them, the whole fight week and then the event itself? What did you make of the experience? Absolutely great experience. Again, uh, it's a very well-run show. I got to go to the, it was the festival, like in Frankfurt, and it was just an incredible venue. Obviously, a slightly almost different venue where it was like almost uh i think it's mainly made uh used for kind of like singing kind of concerts and stuff like that but the the hall was just amazing you know an, an older kind of like beautiful architecture from the outside and we managed to get there the day before as well and kind of see the internal parts of it as well but you know great show great venue it was packed it was fully sold out so uh, especially for the last couple of fights where i managed to get out and watch them uh outside of kind of a the change rooms area it was just a great atmosphere out there and in terms of how they treated you, like from a professionalism standpoint, what was it like? Yeah, treated me absolutely great. Again, I got out there on the Thursday. So I think it was, was kind of good. Again, did a little weight cut uh, Friday morning, weighed in fine, and uh, weigh-ins were all nicely done. The whole day was nicely done. So nice. I had kind of like a little bit of, bit of filming, kind of camera work to do, do the photo shoots and stuff, which is kind of normal for any show. And um, yeah, just a very well-run show. Great guys at the Octagon show. By the way, uh, speaking of uh, the weight cut, I mean, I saw you, you You appear to be in phenomenal shape. You've always been in phenomenal shape, but it's been a while since you had a, a proper weight cut like that. What was it like? How did yeah. the body handle it? Uh, I mean, I guess that was the going into the big unknown, do you know what I mean? Not having a large power on, like, I think I've, I've got down before for, like, some grappling competition to about 81. So I was like, I knew I could get to 81. And, like, I knew from there I used to easily be able to sweat out kind of for, from that weight. But, I mean, by the end of it, I think we did uh, about a kilo. It was about 15 minutes in the bath, 15 minutes under blankets. 
and then that was it. I was uh, seventy-seven point four. It was in the end, but you know I mean, so nice and easy again. And it was more like it's not knowing like how I was going to bounce back. Yeah, like is the body going to be all right absorbing water back um, from there and kind of like getting in food and stuff like that, or is it just going to have a bit of a shutdown and, and just not not function the way it's meant to function? And how was it? How did it respond? Absolutely fine. Wow, I mean, I touch wood, everything was great. Like came back up, I probably walked back in. I mean, I was I was under eighty four for the match, but I felt good. That's the main thing. It's not necessarily how much much weight you kind of come back on. It's just being able to perform, being fast, and being able to kind of like keep it going for fifteen minutes. Were you nervous about that? How your body would respond, not to the fight itself, but just like to the rehydration process? Was that something that worried you? I mean, probably more nervous about that than the actual competition. You know, at least wow. in the competition side of thing, like. At least I've managed to do that in the gym, but it's kind of whether I wanted to go through, I guess, the process a couple of weeks out of, of doing a cut and seeing how it kind of went back up. But I just kind of, uh, I guess, had faith in that my body would be able to uh, be able to do it. But you were like, obviously, day before, you're like, hope this goes well, you know? <laughs> wow. I, said, like, I was going to make the weight. It was just how it was going to come back on and how, right, right, uh, how right. it was going to feel. So, At what point did you feel like, all right, uh, I'm in the clear here? Because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming like for a few hours, you're probably wondering like, how's the body going to respond? When did you start to feel at ease that everything was going to be okay? Pretty much, to be honest, throughout the whole thing. Because as I said, I, my memory of like obviously weight cuts like nine years ago, I, I probably felt worse when I was cutting weight then. Wow. Rather than I kind of took nothing to charge this time. And it just was just an incredibly easy kind of, uh, I guess, bringing it down during the week. And then coming back up was, was just, I said probably the easiest time I've ever cut weight. That's amazing. And so you you go through all that, and and, and you you strike me as a pretty sort of calm, cool, and collected guy. But considering it had been you know since 2014, your last fight, how nervous were you before the fight? Like in the locker room before you're about to make the walk, were you more nervous than usual? Uh, no, funny enough, I, I don't know whether I was, I was expecting maybe to be, but I I wasn't. It was just the same thing of like, I guess you know you're in a hall of 10,000 people. God know how many people watching worldwide but you just like you know what i got a job to do i just got to concentrate on that job i can't think about all the people watching and who are here i've just got to kind of crack on really so i kind of almost i guess zone them out and not focus about it okay wow so you were okay uh we hear about a thing called cage rust octagon rust ring rust all that stuff but that's usually from people who are out a year or two uh, uh, you were out you know over eight how did you feel in the opening minutes? Of course, you're training. You, so you, it's not like you're first time fighting in eight years, but you know it's different when you're under I, the lights and you're going against someone who isn't the training partner or someone. So how did you feel in the first round? Or like, how did your body feel out there? Body felt fine during the first round. I the, the one thing that I kind of I guess chuckled to myself when I was in there was like we like we knew he had a jumping left hook and it was like oh we gotta be careful of the left hook. You know, and the first thing he basically punched me with was a jumping left hook. And I was just oh. like laughed at myself like god we've done everything like and he, he's caught me with the one thing where we're like okay just be careful because it's what he's going to do you know stay long on your jab and stuff but uh other than that it was fine after that you know kind of just just kept the pressure on like just uh in the stand-up backed him up got him near the cage and then kind of synced in a takedown really you went the distance and i saw something correct me if i'm wrong where you said uh you were disappointed you didn't get the finish but um, perhaps silver lining is you went 15, you know, you, you were making up for lost time. So why were you disappointed about that? I think for, for me as a fighter, I always kind of, I guess, look for almost like perfection is what I mm. wanted. For, for me, perfection would have been having that fight. And then I, ideally, I'd get in the finish in the second round or I almost caught a side or I got into position to catch a side choke, I think, twice quickly in quick succession in the third round. And that would have just been perfection for me if, if I'd kind of done the performance I did 
and got the stoppage or, or the side choke would have been great. But do you know what? Yeah, as I said, I guess it just gets out more ring rust. Yeah. You know, going the 15 minutes, going that distance is quite cool. I mean, in the first round, we're having a kind of a discussion with the ref on like whether the calf stomps I was doing were illegal because he was a downed opponent. So it's just quite funny. Ref was good and vocal throughout it, telling me all that. So we were kind of talking back and forth a little bit. <laughs> making sure like okay like this is illegal okay and then like he kind of had a little word of me and layer in one of the other rounds because i was just treading on the back of his car he's like remember don't stamp it i'm like yeah yeah no not stamping it we did that <laughs> kind of had that in the first round of like stamping down his car and he was like that's oh, a stomp for a down opponent that is amazing you you got your hand raised and it's i was i was going over it um last time you won a fight it was on the same card that stefan struve knocked out stipe miacic in september of 2012 I mean, it feels like another lifetime ago. Can you describe what that moment felt like for you after everything you've been through, the surgeries, the doubt? Uh, I'm sure it wasn't easy on your body. I'm sure it wasn't easy for your family as well. What was that moment like when, you know, you you, you finally got that hand raised again 10 years later? Just a great moment. Almost words I can't describe, you know, it's, it's glorious, you know? It's what glorious is. It's why we do these kind of things is to kind of get that victory in there, you know, it's winning, which is uh, what matters and kind of, just get a good performance. That was just perfect. And and now, uh, some 48 hours later, how is your body holding up after a 15-minute fight? You okay? Yeah, all good. A uh, little bruise on the hand. To be honest, it's, it's funny. It's those things where, like, you had kind of a, in the weeks building up to it, like, like, like twinge in the ankle and this and the other, which is, like, probably the most painful things where you're like, okay, like, I can now, I guess, focus on that and kind of get a little bit of rehab on it and kind of get a bit more mobility back in the ankle and, and fix that up. But we good. I'll be get back training probably uh likely tomorrow and just start picking up again this week okay and like the stomach that that whole region everything all good yeah everything's all good wow amazing like a couple, couple beers after the match and that <laughs> was that was pretty much it amazing what did you have any beef jerky or anything any celebratory uh uh we're too funny enough I'd, we just got some normal kind of a was it like the, the american brand like jack links in america but we didn't really have a too much i've got no homemade stuff at the moment okay i mean uh, i finished finished all my sauerkraut and everything else before kind of a competition okay so i'll have to re, re, remake that uh so when we spoke before the fight you were talking about like how the ufc gave you the okay this and that you know to take this fight and to fight with octagon but you have a multi-fight deal with them unless the ufc comes calling what do you think happens now for you I have no idea. As I said, like, I'll get back kind of up to London on a, a Wednesday. We'll get back kind of in, into the mix of training. I know Octagon, I've got plenty of fights they want to offer me. They've got kind of active workweight division. So for now, I guess I'll, I'll just focus on what I can do and what I know can happen, which is is with them in, in that. And then if the UFC come calling, then we'll, I guess we'll jump on that hurdle when it kind of comes, really. Uh, do you think you'll fight again this year or, do, or is that too ambitious? Uh, I know they've got... Card, I think beginning of December and end of December. Oh. So I'd probably look if I'm going to do it, it'll be end of December, or it'll be beginning of next year. But I said we'll, we'll kind of talk to the coaches yeah, on, yeah. Uh, on Wednesday and kind of go from there, really. But yeah, I mean, they, they've already happily said they'll get me on either at some point this year or um, beginning of next. End of December is pretty quick turnaround. I, You're okay. Again, with like, it? I, I mean, I'm lucky that I'm unscathed kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, as long as I don't get anything else between now and then, I'm, I'm all good. You or your team hear from the UFC throughout all of this? All, you know, all the attention that you were getting or even after the fight, did you hear anything from them? Uh, I haven't yet, but I mean, I, I haven't checked too much with it. So, but I said, I, I will check this week. Yeah. It's, just let them know what's happening and stuff. I know I've had a, like a little Yasada message 
last week it was, but just one of those <laughs> reminders of like, don't forget to check in and, and log in your DL. Like, All right. Yeah. Amazing. You were probably, yeah, the, you were probably the, by far the cleanest fighter on this card. You're the only one getting tested by USADA on this entire know, card, right? It's, it's, good. it's nice to know. Do you know what I mean? At least I'm, I'm clean. I'm tested. It's good. You know, happy with that. You, you went through such a long period where you were kind of out of sight, out of mind. You were in, in this sort of like MMA darkness. And then the last few weeks, back into the forefront people talking about you you're doing interviews there's features on you and all this stuff what has that been like for you all this you know this this attention once again for so many years no one was talking about you you were kind of like you know there's so much going on it's easy to forget about people but now you're have you enjoyed that or uh do you kind of wish that this wasn't a part of the gig i mean it doesn't really bother i'm happy to do it i mean one of the nice things was we had a a guy kind of doing like a bit of a documentary thing on us out there and uh the sound guy, what he was with, he's like, oh, I've got UC, like I'm on this kind of medication. It's it's all the same medication what what I went through. Do you know what I mean? So I get to talk to him being like, oh, how are you feeling? When it start? He's had it actually, he had it much longer than me or like from a younger age than me. So probably the same same amount of time. But you know, it's just nice to be able to help people with that. And I said, I've, I've had more people message me about oh. either having it or have been through it and stuff like that. So it's nice to kind of, I guess the more I, I, I do publicity wise, the more people know about it and the more, People are open to talk about it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. If people have been reaching out and saying that you're an inspiration, that I mean, if you can come back and fight, um, they can get back to a normal life, let alone fight. That must feel really great, right? To be that sort of role model for people dealing with this, because I'm sure it is not an easy thing to have to deal with. Almost certainly, I said like some of them have been going through. Some of the people I spoke to have just going through through hell. Do you know what I mean? Hard yeah. times and stuff. And again, the. One of them has been through like, or like has the same worries what I had where he's like, oh, I'm worried about going on biologicals. It's, it's flaring up more and stuff. And I just had to be like, I mean, I was just honest with him, like what I've been through. I was like, the biologicals worked really well for me for a while as well. Like, don't be scared of them. You know, I didn't want to do the uh, immunosuppressants. I didn't want surgery even at the beginning, but I'm happy that I've had it all and gone through it and, and kind of come out the other side. And it's, it's totally doable for him. What is a realistic goal for you in the rest of your career now? Like, do, do you believe in your heart you can be a UFC champion? Is this something that you are shooting for? Are you just happy to get a few fights in? What are you thinking? For me, I'll, I'll get another fight or two in, see how the body is. Again, I still feel like I can improve on the performance I had on the, on the weekend, you know? So uh, as much as definitely when I first started fighting, it was, it was UFC gold, and that was what I had my eyes on and stuff. But for now, I'll, I'll have a couple fights. It's, I mean, I'd love it if I get back to that level, but we'll just see how kind of obviously each step up in competition, see how kind of I perform and whether I can keep going up and up in my level. You know, I believe I can definitely improve in everything what I've, I've already shown on the weekend. So, Was there anything about this experience that surprised you that you weren't expecting that, that happened? You were like, oh, wow. I not so much. I just loved every minute of it. It's fun. You know, you can see me smiling in the cage like I, I normally am. So the same way I am when I'm, I'm sparring and doing stuff. It was just a really enjoyable experience and a, a great show to fight on. Well, it was uh, the best thing I think that happened in MMA this past weekend. Delighted for you. Congratulations. Welcome back officially now. And I can't wait to see how this story continues to unfold. A lot of people are are rooting for you, John. And uh, I just think it's amazing, amazing that you've been able to come all the way back to, to now have success fighting again. It's It's truly remarkable. So welcome back, my friend. And thanks for coming back on. Thank you very much for having me on, sir. And I look forward to hopefully speaking to you again in the future. Absolutely. There he is, John Hathaway, victorious this past Saturday at Octagon uh, 36. What a lovely, lovely guy, right? I mean, 
Is there anyone nicer than John Hathaway? Absolutely I like, not. I feel like he doesn't have a, a, a mean, negative bone in his body. I feel like you can learn a lot of things from John Hathaway, Frank. It's always so negative. Thank you. Hmm. We can all learn a lot from John Hathaway. What about this card? The last time this guy fought, excuse me, the last time this guy won was UFC on Fuel TV 5. I mean, look at this card. Stefan Struve, Stipe Miocic was the main event. Stefan Struve won via second round TKO. Dan Hardy versus Amir Sadala was the co-main. Brad Pickett versus Yves Jabouin was the, well, I was going to say tri-main, but uh, Matt Wyman versus Paul Sass. Remember the Sass angle? A lot of finishes on this main card. John Hathaway defeated John McGuire. And uh, Shea Mills defeated Dwayne Ludwig via knee injury. It was a gruesome one. Jimmy Manoa beat Kyle Kingsbury on the prelims. Akira Khorasani beat Andy Ogle. A lot of blast from the past names here. Uh, Brad Tavares beat Tom Kong Watson. Gunnar Nelson beat Demarcus Johnson. That was a somewhat controversial one uh, with uh, the fight being a 183-pound catchweight. And Robbie Peralta beat Jason Young via KO 23 second fight and by the way those were the days where the prelims aired on facebook that's how far we've come yeah quickly yes why is it called octagon uh because there's eight sides oh why is (laughs) why is the uh just any opportunity to dunk on me wow um by the way what a mensch you know can i just say something before i answer that question yeah usually like my my um SOP, right? You know what SOP stands Standard for? Standard operating procedure. Yeah. Is, you know, book someone. This is, the, this, is, this is the flow. People always ask me about the flow, right? Book someone. Hey, can you join this time, that time, this time? Cool, cool. Yes, yes. Then reminder slash send the Zoom link. Cool. Then reminder in the morning um, that you're coming on at this time. Cool, cool. Come on the show. All good, hopefully. Then... After the show, send a text. Thank you for coming on. Wish you the best. Talk to you soon. Appreciate you very much, right? That's the SOP. I just looked at my WhatsApp. John Hathaway has already texted me a thank you for having him on. Oh, man. He was just on a minute ago. I mean, is that... I feel like we need to make like a Mensch Hall of Fame here, a Mensch Hall of Fame wall, and John Hathaway needs to be on there. I mean, the guy is just so... I want to go get a a tea and a... What is it? A crumpet? Is it a crumpet? A crumpet. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, octagon. Why is it called octagon? I'm not sure, but it's octagon with a K, by the way. Yeah, the, Connor pointed that out to me earlier. Like that gives them a pass. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, does UFC kind of own the whole octagon? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, they own the. Um, they own the patent. They own the the trademark. LFA uses an eight sided uh, cage, but I don't know. Maybe because it's Europe. Oh, we should ask them that. I'd be like, hey, great, great return to MMA. By the way, their promotion is called Octagon. Why? Yeah. yeah. Well, they've had 36 events and they're doing huge things over there in Europe. In the Germany, Czech, is that is that Western Europe or Eastern Europe? Or maybe is it Central Europe? Eastern. Last time, eh, I don't think that's Eastern. Germany's Eastern Europe? Okay, how many people were on the card? On the Octagon like, card? Yeah. Why do you ask? Well, I'm wondering, is there like eight people on the card and they're calling that the octagon? No, 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 that's not common. What do you think this not, is? Not, I mean, eight fights, not eight Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, do you think it's like a thing that I they? Know, I'm just wondering. I'm looking at the card right here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All right. Well, I've been wrong before. Yeah. Anyway, that was lovely. Um, I look forward to seeing where the uh, the story goes. Um, in about ten or so minutes, we're going to talk to Javier Mendez. Haven't talked to Javier Mendez in a while. He's the I guess head coach, co-head coach for Islam Makhachev. Uh, obviously, Khabib Nurmagomedov is uh, by his side. He's his mentor. I was thinking a lot about Javier's career, illustrious career, one of the greatest coaches in MMA history and how much he's seen, how much he's done, how much he's accomplished. Of course, a former kickboxer in the Bay Area and then opened AKA. And then, you know, for the longest time, AKA was one of the best gyms in the country and I was thinking about, you know, I was I was talking to Chris Weidman about this yesterday. Chris Weidman actually has a new show on Sirius. Shout out to him. Uh, I think it airs at five. I told him, you know, I wasn't going to be friends with him anymore if he went head to head with us. But five is, is safe enough. And it's called uh, Never Back Down Radio. And I wish him the best. And he does a great job with his podcast too. Um, and he's going to make a comeback. And he's hoping to return in, in early 2023. And what a story that's going to be when he does return. And I was talking to him about the fact that there's so many new fans to the sport. Like there's fans who are just, you know, pandemic fans, if you will, who don't know what it's like to have fight nights in a different city all over, you know, the world or America, who don't remember that Chris Weidman beat Anderson Silva twice, don't know that Anderson Silva beat Anderson Silva twice at UFC 162 and 168 and and, and the knee and all that stuff or the, the leg break. Um don't know about his story, don't know about so many of the guys, like John Hathaway, forget it. And he even admitted like, yeah, I feel like people don't know who I am or don't remember me or, you know, don't care about me. And that's kind of sad. Um, and, I, and I wish there was a way to keep those people in our, you know, in our thoughts more. And so I was thinking about Javier and everything that he has been through and everything that he has over, overcome. And I was then thinking about like the long journey and I was then thinking about November of 2018, excuse me, 2008, November of 2008, November of 2008. And I've told this story some time before, but because he's coming on, I, I wanted to just reshare it. Or maybe if it's your first time, share it to you for the first time. Um, November of 2008, I was working for a website called MMA Rated. And uh, that was my first site that I worked for after Jerry Park. He did the thing, 2007, October of 2007 to April 1st, 2008, get the job, MMA rated with just a couple days left on my deadline. And the site actually did really well and made some waves. Unfortunately, in November, they were sold, the site was sold to a different company and they shut down the MMA page. And so I'm in San Jose to cover a Strikeforce event headlined by Bobby Southworth, versus Babalu Sobral, because at the time, uh, UFC wouldn't credential me because they didn't know who I was or whatever. And uh, that was the same month that Brock fought Randy. Couldn't go to that. So I went to Strikeforce instead. And I get there on a Wednesday night, Thursday morning, I get a call that the site was sold and was shutting down. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Um, But, you know, I was there in San Jose. So I went to work and I went to AKA because when I would go to these events back in the day, they weren't media days. I would go to the local gym that had the pro fighters. And so I spent the day at AKA. There was a story that came out that night, and I think it was Kevin Ioli of Yahoo who broke it, where um, 
a bunch of UFC fighters were from AKA were unceremoniously fired because they refused to sign the video game agreement um, that pretty much like gave their likeness away. It was Cain Velasquez and and uh, John Fitch, Mike Swick, I think Josh Kostrick, and it was like a whole thing. So I go to AK that next morning, and the place is like shell shocked. Everyone's talking about this. Cain Velasquez, future champ. No one knows what the hell is going on, and it was just a surreal scene. Everyone's you know buzzing about it. Like, what is AK banned from the UFC now? They they just fired all the AK fighters. This is pre DC, and so I just happened to be there. And at one point in the day, Javier, who's the head coach, the owner, decides to hold a team meeting. And he, and it might be fun to talk to him about this in a few minutes here, he, uh, he lets me record it. And he even held my microphone as he's addressing these current and for a moment former UFC fighters uh, who were some deciding not to sign, some signed. There was a division within the team. It was a fascinating thing. I was like a fly on the wall. I couldn't believe it. At the same time, I'm now dealing with having to look for a new job as well. Like they lost their job. I lost my job. It was just a weird time. And so I wanted to go down a little uh, memory lane here and show you guys that team meeting. Here's, here's a this portion of it. Here's Javier talking to the crew. How we are as a team and how we stay as a team. Okay, number one. What, what happened yesterday is what happened yesterday, okay? Every one of you fighters has a decision because it's your decision. You basically, all you guys are my bosses, basically. Every single one of these fighters, every one of you guys, with Koscheck, with Swick, and Fitch, and Kane, like uh, with Koscheck, his fight that he had with, with the Algo Alves, you know, Bob said, hey, what do you think of the Alves? And I was like, uh, Koscheck says, I'm taking that fight. I don't care what you guys say. Well, guess what? Kos is the boss. I'm going to support him 100%. So I support him 100% because that was his decision to make, not mine. My job is to train him, to support him, to be his backup when he needs it. That's my job. That's my job with Swick. That's my job with Paul. That's my job with you, Kyle. That's my job with everybody here. My job is not to take sides. I don't take sides. One guy likes oranges, one guy likes apples. Well, okay, I'm going to go with the guy that likes that oranges crew. because... Cost check. No. Kingsbury. No, you guys are all the same to me. There. I love you guys all the same. I'm going to treat you there, guys all Fitch the same. There. So whatever decisions you guys make, I'm backing them. I'm not choosing sides. And if we start choosing sides, are we a team? We discussed that already, you guys. We're a team. We stick together. If we don't stick together, what do we have? If all of a sudden everybody decides, well, okay, I'm going to go with Swick. Okay, I'm going to go with Koss. You know, do we have a team there? We got a team divided. Now we got two separate teams. And I didn't work so hard in everything I've done here for us to not be a team. We're a team. Let the management do what management has to do as far as their part, but you guys direct management. Management doesn't direct you. Hence, this is the, the situation that came about. It wasn't management that makes the decision. The fighters make the decision because they are the bosses. All management can do is in, encourage you guys and tell you what's on the table, and the fighters decide what they want to do. I mean, you never. And we get can't this take look. sides on what your guys' decisions are. We have to go with it. whatever you guys are doing within reason. This within the limits of the law. And on top of that, you know, we're a team. If we can't be a team, well, what are we? You know, I keep saying team because you know what? I think we all know we are a team. You know, so I want you guys to understand that no matter what happens here, Swick, you know, Van, whoever, we're a team. So let's remember that. And when we do our thing. In here training, we're a team, and let's stay together as a team. That's what makes us strong, and we need to continue to be strong. Let the other things happen as they happen. 
But we cannot do one thing and separate who we are. We're an AKA team, and we're a strong team, and we're going to continue to be strong. Okay? So I don't want to say any more. Let's not nobody talk right now. Anybody wants to do their own talk, we can do later. You know, but right now, let's work out. But I just need to say, let's stay together and be a team. All right? Okay, let's go, you guys. Crazy moment in the history of this sport, November of 2008. Couldn't believe that I got to witness that. And then, in case you don't know, in the end, it all got worked out. Um, and I remember talking to Fitch as he came, to, came out of the... Uh, the office and there was a meeting and they were able to come to some sort of agreement. And in the end, they were all brought back, but just an amazing time in the sports history. And, uh, you know, a reminder of how long Javier Mendez has been in this game and the things that he has seen. And like I said, the entire DC run, the entire Cain Velasquez run, the entire Luke Rockhold run, the entire Habib Nurmagomedov run, not to mention the guys before them that laid the foundation of what, you know, AK has become from, you know, Koscheck to Swick. You saw Paul Buentello there. I mean, some blasts from the past names there. And now on Saturday, another opportunity to add more gold to AK with Islam Makhachev going up against Charles Oliveira. Without further ado, let us say hello to the man who was speaking in that clip, the great Javier Mendez. There he is. Javier, long time no speak. How are you, my friend? Good, Ariel. How are you? It's, uh, it's great to have you on. I really appreciate you doing this. I don't know if you were able to see any of that. Did you see that clip that I just played before you came on? No, I was just trying to log in. Okay. I, I, was pl- I, I heard a little bit. You, do you remember that? That was November of 2008, the day uh, everything happened with the video game, and I was at the gym. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And you gave that team meeting. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That was, uh, that was one of those uh, type of situations where we had two sides and I had to stay in the middle. I couldn't take either side because we're a team, at least as much of a team as I'd like to be in MMA. You know, there's no real authentic team because it's not a team sport. But I try to do the best I could to keep us together, you know, without each other fighting each other because you did this or you did that. I was like, you know, and it worked. It worked. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) I remember. It really did. And, uh, you know, there were times where people were trying to get Swick to fight. Koscheck never happened, so the team stayed intact. But on that day, it was really cool for us. Like, you you let me record you, which I always appreciated. On that day, we got to see, like, the inner workings of the team, and it all got resolved. But did you feel, by the way, back then, like, you had to do something? Because if this went sideways, you might lose the team, like, the team might get fractured forever? Uh, you know, I didn't think nothing like that. I just thought that I'm the head coach, you know, and there's a problem and I have to try to look to fix it, you know, and that's, that was my mentality. It wasn't anything else. I didn't think further into it other than, Hey, we have an issue. That's what a head coach is supposed to do, uh, resolve the issue and, uh, or do the best he can to try to resolve the issue. And, uh, that's what we did. Yeah, and it worked out. Um, anyway, a fun uh, trip down memory lane. Of course, you're you're in uh, the UAE. You're in uh, you're in Dubai now or Abu Dhabi? Uh, Abu Dhabi. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're in Abu Dhabi, getting ready for uh, UFC 280. Could you tell me? Do you remember the first time you ever met Islam Makhachev? Um, I met him. I believe it was 2014 when uh, he came in with Abi. You know, 2013 or 14. He came out pretty early. He was one of the earlier guys that came with Habib as a training partner. And a lot of guys have come with Habib, but uh, I'm wondering if he's like, did he stick out to you? Did you feel like this guy had championship DNA or was that something that developed over time? 
Oh no no no! <laughs> no he you knew you knew right away he had championship DNA hundred percent. No he he showed it right away. He was extremely gifted back then. Also, he just needed more more time, more work, but he had it all. He had it all. Okay, and and you know it's tough when you're kind of like in the sort of shadows of Khabib. Khabib's such a big star, but uh, Khabib has done such a good job of bringing him up mentoring him and and uh you know kind of you know he's sort of like his protege if you will did you feel like for a while he was kind of like trying to be habib but now that habib is is out of the active game it's allowed him to just be himself and go down his own path and be comfortable with who he, you know what i mean like that 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 presence is no longer there he's now coaching him but he doesn't have to necessarily copy him he uh he never copied him from the beginning he never felt pressure from the beginning, Islam was Islam right from the get-go. He he uh, he knew what he was going to do. He knew his path, and uh, you know he he had an example in Habib to follow. But he wasn't following in Habib's footsteps. It was Islam's footsteps, and it was his own identity. Uh, for instance, Islam doesn't have taglines. He doesn't have yeah. great lines that he says. Islam 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 is is not uh, uh, you know he's not out there. Uh, doing what Habib does, they're completely opposite. Islam's an adventure type guy. He's more of a cowboy Cerrone, if you want to say anything, in regards to activity outside of a fight. You know, he loves uh, uh, horse riding and dirt riding and things of that nature. But no, they're completely different. And Islam has been 100% comfortable in his role. And, and he's never wanted to be Habib and always felt he was Islam. And also keep in mind, he doesn't have a nickname. And he yeah. never wanted a nickname. I, I tried to nickname him one time, but Islam said, no, coach. Uh-huh. My name is Islam. And I said, okay. What was the uh, name? I, so, no, he, I, remember, I remember him saying no. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't need a name. Um, so he's won 10 in a row, but uh, obviously first title fight, first main event on a pay-per-view. Could you describe, like, is he the exact same guy? Do you feel like he's, you know, like there's a there's a different, you've been in so many title fights, so many main events, there's a different kind of energy surrounding them. And this is a big one in the UAE for him. He's a big star over there. Same guy, same preparation, same type of camp, or do you feel like it's a little more, I don't know, there's like a little more of a buzz in the air? Well, there's a little bit more of, of uh, uh, strict discipline in him. A hundred percent. I've never had to worry about uh, him in any department. I say, Islam, you need to do this. Oh, Islam, you need to. I never have to worry about him. I never. I've never had one him, him not following the game plan that the coaches give him. Habib, safe, and myself. Safe is his other taekwondo coach, uh, Olympic taekwondo coach that, that trains him, and then Muhammad, uh, the other one at home uh, that trains uh, Abdulbanab. Uh, uh, fighters over there at the, at the main gym, right? Uh, no, Islam. Islam is is like uh, you know the perfect the perfect student, you know, and he he knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants, and he puts in the work. Doesn't complain. Um, no, he's perfect. I, I can't say anything other than that because that's exactly what he is. Very thoughtful. Very thoughtful about other people. Really, that is great to hear. Um, from a from a coaching yeah. perspective. How do you feel about this matchup? What what were your uh, initial thoughts when the the fight was booked and now throughout camp? Like, how do you? This is a fascinating one, given their strengths. How do you feel about the matchup? I feel good about about the matchup, and uh, to be honest with you, I feel good about him with anybody because he's so well rounded that that uh, we can we can play any way we want to play with him. It just depends on what uh, Habib and I and Sefulu want to do in regards to the game plan, you know. So. He's going to do uh, anything we ask him to do. 
and he's able to do it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see come fight time. Just uh, one thing to keep in note, you know, uh, the one fight for Las Vegas, we had a game plan in place. And uh, right as, as we're coming out the, the gate, I tell Habib, I go, hey, I think, that, you know, we're, we're probably stronger on the grappling. Let's just go father's plan. And, and we did right as we're walking out. We changed the father's plan and it worked out perfect. The plan was to stand with him originally and we switched it and uh, it was beautiful. That That's what's so beautiful about Islam and uh, people don't understand. And for me, this fight isn't about uh, Charles. It's about the title, you know. So if come, you know, October 22nd and Charles is not facing him across the, the octagon, it doesn't matter. Someone is going to be facing him and, and that's who... He has to be, and uh, that's who I believe and Habib believes that he will be. And uh, for those that don't know, what exactly is Father's plan? Like, like what is that plan of attack? <laughs> I said it was before, and I, I'm really not going to say very much more. I'll just leave it to people to go ahead think Father's plan is what you think it is. But his father is a genius and and, and, a, and a beautiful man, beautiful humanitarian cared about people loved people loved kids and, and did everything he could for them so i'll leave it at he's just been around the man if you had the privilege of being around him you see what a beautiful person he was uh, and what a great 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 coach and uh how he formulated what he did you know it's him and i had a lot of similarities and that's why i can identify with him uh we had a lot of similarities but uh, the one thing that we weren't similar on is, man, he was a disciplinary guy. <laughs> he was very, very, very much get in line. You got to be here on time. If you're not on time, you know, you need to tell me why. And don't do it again type of thing. You know, he, he was he was very, very disciplinary like that. Uh, and uh, but he, he had so much love for all, all his fighters, so much love. And of course, we're we're talking about the the late great Abdulmanap uh, Nurmagomedov, and and now his son Habib has turned into one of the best coaches in the sport as well. Could you describe what Habib is like as a coach and how he compares or maybe differs from his father? You know, as a coach, uh, I would say he he compares more to his father than he does me. So he's more his father's uh, 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 student than he is mine. He has uh, added some of my things that I've that I've instilled in him, but I would say it's more like a eighty-five percent father, fifteen percent me. Okay, you know that's how great his father uh, uh, had an influence on him, a great influence on him, and I would say I added about fifteen percent or so. He definitely has me in him too, but 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 you can't deny his father. No way, he is definitely his father's son. So how would you describe like what makes him such a great coach? The same thing for his father. He cares. He really cares. He, he he thinks about his fighters. He does everything that's right for them. If they're late or there's something, he's out there, you know, giving them a talking. Uh, he takes care of them financially if he needs to. Uh, whatever he needs to do, he does, you know, for them to, to make them excel. If they're going off the track, he puts them back on track, just like his father did. Everything his father used to do, he's doing too. And like I said, and I, I just added 15% or so to how he coaches, but it's uh, mostly a, it's his father. There was a great clip that emerged recently of him sort of uh, talking to the team about like, you know, he's talking to someone. It, it's unclear who he's speaking to about like being the weak link and, and uh, not, you know, showing up on time and things like that. And you could just see he's a leader. Obviously, he's a leader. I'm curious, did you expect this from him? Like when, when you, you know, since you met him and obviously you've been through a lot with him, 
Did you know that eventually he would become a great coach or is this something that he kind of had to develop rather quickly, of course, because of the untimely passing of his father? No, this is something he's been doing uh, since probably 2013 or 14 when he was coming down with the Islam and Islam Abadov and Abu Bakar, Zubaira and Umar and Uzman. What he would do is after, even when he was fighting for his title fights, He'd be done sparring, and he wait around to watch those guys spar and coach him with me and the other coaches while while they're doing their sparring. That's that's what kind of love he has for the game, and that's the kind of love he has for for you know his his brothers. They may not be brother related, but to him, they're brothers, they're family. They've grown uh, up with each other since they were little boys. Uh, it's it's very clear that he has a ton of respect for you. The way he speaks of you, the way he speaks to you, always refers to you as coach and, and uh, always kind of defers to you. Why do you think, and I know this might be a tough question for someone to answer, but I'm just curious, like, why do you think he respects you and, and loves you so much and, and has made a point to always have you by his side? Why do you think he has this connection with you? I think he has this connection with me because he, he can identify with me in a lot of ways like his father, because his father I would say a lot of the same things I would say, because I would always tell him, Habib, you need to do this, you need to do that. And he goes, yes, yes, coach, my father says that all the time. And I'm like, I found that that happened more often than not. Very, very uh, uh, communicative he was with his father about what's going on. And and his father came to my gym and experimented, well, not experiment, sorry, wrong word. He came in to observe what was going on, how I trained him. And uh, his father was so respectful when he came over, extremely respectful, never stepped in, in any way, shape or form out of respect uh, for the gym and me. And at the very end, when it was all said and done, he told Habib that he was very comfortable with me there, you know. So all that worked out fantastic. Yeah, I can imagine if he would have said uh, otherwise, you know, that probably wouldn't have continued, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, it wouldn't have continued. Had he said otherwise, it wouldn't have continued. And, and uh, the biggest thing he always says when I used to see him is relax, relax, relax. Because it's a funny inside story because when Habib first came to me, I used to think this guy could be the greatest if only he would learn to listen. Because I would say, hey, relax. And he'd go crazy on the guys, you know. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy. And then I found out that the reason why he'd go crazy on the guys because he thought relaxed men go harder. Really? <laughs> So, really? So he told me that. Like, yeah. So I went, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 what I went, okay, no one's going to stop this guy when I realized that he was coachable, extremely coachable. Is there any moment, like any quiet moment where he says to you, I miss it. I got one more left in me. What do you got for me, Javier? Is there any time, does, it ever, does the itch ever emerge? Mm, no, he's looked at it. He's looked at the coming out when the, when the fighters come out and get introduced by, uh, by you know, by, by Bruce Buffer, and he says, "I love this, this thing." But he's he's very, very much uh, settled as a coach, and, and making sure that all his uh, his brothers, and like I said, they're they're not brothers, but to him, they're brothers. That they all get the best opportunity to win a title, you know. And then a lot of them are gonna win titles. You'll see. There's gonna be a lot of people from Abdulmanab's gym that will win titles, and and a hundred percent. And that's one of the reasons, also, too. But the COVID situation that happened, uh, you know, I had to do something to figure out what to do. So I, you know, I basically, I'm attached to Habib's team. So I'm with Habib wherever he goes. So wherever Islam fights, wherever Abu Bakr, Zubaira, Umar, Uzman, 
any one of his fighters fight, I'm with him. I'm still AKA, but Ron Kessler, who is a great jiu-jitsu coach and a great head coach for me, is the head coach at AKA. So it allows me to to be able to go roam wherever I need to with Habib uh, in the team. So so where's your home base now? Like, are you always over there in the Middle East or Russia? Like, where, where do you actually live now? Um, no, the home base is always going to still be San Jose, but, but I will leave for a period of two, three, four, five months at a pop uh, wow. to mostly over here, the UAE. Because that's what happened. Last year, I was here for five months. Wow. The year before that, I was here four months. And the year before that, uh, two, three, four, three months total. So I've been I've been in the UAE quite a, quite a bit, and I love it over here. It's uh, only during this time though, because it's super hot during the other times. Yes, and yes. The hot weather is the part that I, I'm not so hot about. But but the 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 beautiful weather, beautiful people, beautiful hospitality, custom. I mean, I love UAE. It's it's a, it's just a beautiful place. Would you ever open like an AKA? Like a, a UAE AK, a, a, you know, you, there's an AK Thailand thing. Would you ever do that? Is that a thing that you would then just be there full time? Uh, I wouldn't be here full time, but if there, if someone was interested in doing a, a AK licensing be out here, I would be up for it. And then there is actually, there is some talks about it. Okay. Uh, but nothing's confirmed as of yet, but there is some talks about it. There has actually, to be honest with you, there's been talks about four years. Well, the first time I stepped here, they were talking about that, but I, but I was always negative on it. Now it's kind of like I'm more open to it. I see you living life out there. Uh, I see you feeding uh, elephants full watermelons, which seems <laughs> unbelievable. You got you posted like this gold plated here. We're, we're showing the elephant right now. Uh, this is crazy. The elephant ate the whole watermelon. You like it seems like you're having like they love you over there. They're giving you all these experiences. People really really appreciate you and love you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's great, you know. Being Habib's head coach <laughs> has a lot of perks, and that's definitely one of them. They love Habib. They love Habib, and and if they love Habib, the coach is not too far below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what uh, is that's it like? Why I get all these perks. I'm not fooling myself. You know, <laughs> it's all because of Habib. What is it like riding with him in in Abu Dhabi or Dubai? Like, is it is it like? I feel like it's like being around Michael Jordan in his prime or, you know, like a great, you know, like a Ronaldo or something. Is it, is it like that? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. If you're around if people see him, yes, it is. It, it, it's very, it's crazy like that. Um, and even for me in Dagestan, it's, it's like that too. I, I get, I get mobbed quite a bit over there. So yeah. Uh, I think any, any Muslim country, uh, it's going to be that way for him, uh, because they, they just love him to death. You know, and, and you know why, you know, everybody yeah, of course. knows why, because he, he's a man of faith and he he walks the walk, you know, talks the talk and he does it. You know, he is 100 percent a true Muslim man that, that that you have to love. If you know, if you if you know the religion, then you have to love him because he is he is everything that that Allah has, yeah. you know, put on the earth for. So you have to. I mean, you, you don't have to. That's a wrong word, but. I'm just saying, you know, you, you you have to respect them. You have to uh, respect them at the very yeah. least. If you're any kind of a person, you'll respect them. And 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 you, you really don't think he he fights one more time? No, no, no. no I, I really don't because it's not money motivated. It's, right. It's uh, legacy. He's already made a legacy for himself, and and now he's got a legacy as a coach. You know, I I I happen to think he's going to be one of the greatest. You know, and and you know maybe I'm full of crap. Maybe I'm whatever, but. That's just the way I am with my guys. I'm very passionate about my guys and their ability. And if you don't put it out there, you know, then then maybe they don't achieve it. But if you put it out there, 
and they believe in it, then maybe they will achieve it. You know, you understand? So that's why I put out what I do because I believe they could be, and if they believe they could, they could do it, then they'll go out there and do more themselves. Um, back to the fight itself. Could you tell me how you think it's going to play out? Obviously, you're very confident. Uh, is there a scenario where this like is a striking fight because of you know the grappling and the jujitsu kind of offset each other, and they're both just like swinging for the fences? What do you think? Uh, well, what I think is this. Okay, I think that uh, Charles is great on the stand-up, can knock you out with anything, legs, knees, elbows, can choke you on the stand-up. He can do anything. On the ground, he can do the same, you know, and uh, he's dangerous off his back. Uh, but the one area that, 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 that uh, we win is the area where we can dictate where the fight's going to go. So we can decide how we want to fight this fight, meaning Islam, right? Because Charles, if he wants to take Islam down, good night. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. He's just not, he, that's not his game. And he's not going to practice that game. He would take a long time to get experience being able to do that. But we, on the other hand, can take him down. We, on the other hand, can stand with him. So if things aren't going right on the stand-up, we'll take him down. If things aren't going right on, on the ground, then we'll, we'll stand it up. You know. So that's the, that's the big uh, advantage that we have. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's why the odd makers are, are, are slightly having us favored for that very reason, that we can control where the fight's going to go. And as you know, as well as I know, following the game for as many years as we've been involved, he who controls where the fight goes is the majority of the time the winner. And I believe we are going to control where the fight goes. You think it goes 25 minutes? I'm, I'm expecting 25 minutes because I never, I never liked saying less than that. I want 25 minutes, yes. Is there, is there a case to be made for uh, Charles? His fights have been great, 11 in a row, but he gets hit a lot. Like he, 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 there are moments where he's like about to lose in his last few fights, and then he's able to come back. So he's very resilient, but he does get hit a lot. Is that going to catch up to him at some point? And at some point, he's not going to be able to come back. Of course, you know, any any any, any doctor, this uh, this brain specialist can tell you at some point you're not going to be able to come back. But I don't think this this fight here is going to be that one. I still think he he's still as dangerous as ever, and I think he's. I think he's even more dangerous this fight. And I, the reason why I feel that way is because his title was taken from him, not because of his performance, because of the scale. So, so, and then he's the underdog. So having a, a 11 fight win streak like he has and being, you know, an underdog, I, Hey, I'm sure I tell you, it's like, Hey, you know, they must forgot who I am. Right. I'm going to show him who I am. So he's got big time motivation and he's a great fighter, you know, and if we didn't think he was a great fighter, you know, then they, we're going to be sleeping on this one because he is a great fighter. He is definitely a great fighter. He's good everywhere, dangerous. Only area he's not, and they acknowledge it themselves, is wrestling. Mm. So he's been around for a very long time. You've been around a long time. So you probably remember when he was like a 500 fighter, not fighting for belts, main events, things like that. What is the difference between this, Charles, in your opinion, and the one who came into the UFC all those years ago and was just kind of winning one, losing one, missing weight, all that stuff? It, uh, well, you said the key word, missing weight. It could very well be that the weight cut was too much for him, and he found a good weight for him where it wasn't such a struggle where his mind's worried about making weight, and now he's more more concerned about winning the fight, you know. And, uh, and you know, let's face it, once you taste fame and you get money along with that fame, it gets addictive, and all of a sudden you don't want to lose it. So mm. Charles, 
is in a very good situation. He doesn't want to lose that. He doesn't want to lose that, what he's got going on. Rightfully so. Who would? You know, who would want to lose that? When you finally, you work so hard and now you're in the money, everybody knows your name and, and, and you're making a good income for your families. You're able to take care of people that, that need you. I mean, why would he not be motivated even stronger? He would be, you know, he would be, as you know, with DC, because you and DC are really good friends. You know, one of the reasons why DC took a fight with Miocic at the end, because the money was too good. Yeah. I wanted him to retire, but they offered him more money and hey, it was money related. It wasn't, it wasn't the fact that he really wanted to fight as much as he, the money. So money has a way of motivating people and, you know, rightfully so, right? right? We all, we all need to make a living in this world. And, and the more money we get, the more we can do, the more we can take care of people we love and, 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 and less fortunate than us. So that that's, a great motivator and and you know number one in my opinion fighters fight for number one i i believe money number two legacy mm. some do fight for legacy but i believe the vast majority of the fighters uh if you told them hey you can fight for the title and we're going to give you a million dollars but you can fight for for for, for legacy and you're going to get two hundred thousand. well of guess course. what <laughs> Legacy is going to go out the door, you know, and, and that's rightfully so, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's... I mean, I'm not fooled by any of that. I, I know it. Right. And, and that's why I'm saying. Um, you, you mentioned that there's a backup fighter. His name is Alex Volkanovsky, pound for pound best fighter in the world, featherweight champion, rare situation where he, that guy is the backup fighter. Have And we only found out about this a little over a week ago. Perhaps you knew before, but I'm just curious, uh, you guys talk at all about Alex? In the like, are you game planning at all for Alex? Has he come up at all, or is it strictly Charles? No, no, it's it's, it's strictly Charles. And uh, if it's Alex, it's okay because, like I mentioned earlier, Islam's good everywhere. So we're we're planning for a title fight, and you can mix whoever you want. You can put Gagey in there. You can put Dustin in there. You can put uh, you know uh, whoever you want. Benio, it doesn't matter. He's ready for any one of those guys because he's that good and he, he's that well-rounded. And that's what people are missing the boat on. You know, like, you know, as you know, some people, well, we're not ready for this guy, so we're not going to take that fight, but we'll mm. take this fight. No, with Islam, I don't care. I don't care who it is because he's that good in every area, you know, and that's why I make those boasts. And maybe I'm boasting. He's that good. Wow. Um, by the way, this past summer, two of your guys, Habib and DC, were inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. What was that like for you to see both of them at the same time on the same night get in together? What, what did that mean for you? And, and how did you feel seeing them both get in? I believe you were there, right? Yeah, I was there. It was, it was fantastic. You know, I was very happy for them. Uh, uh, it, it, it was kind of emotional, you know, but, but, but more for joy for them. Not for me, just them. I, I don't, I don't look at me. I do what I do. I'm happy with what I got and what I do. You know, I don't, uh, I don't look at it any other way. But those are your guys. I mean, it's rare two guys from the same team, team like you know the small gym in 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 the bay getting in. That's a very special thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, but again, you know, um, you know, I'm kind of and <laughs> it's bad to say, but even when my sons were born, I, I should have been happier than ever. But I was happy, but I wasn't overjoyed like everybody else like i'm sure you probably were more overjoyed when you're when your children were born than me you probably look at me what's hot what's wrong with that yeah what is wrong with you yeah why do you think that is why are you like that i don't know i I don't know i'm not sure you've always been like Uh, that yeah yeah really 
That is true. Yeah. Uh, People always ask me, hey, you know, what about what you're accomplishing? And I go, well, I haven't done nothing recently, you know? So it's not what I did in the past. It's what I'm doing now. So when I do something, it's kind of like it's behind me now. You know, it's not something for me to to go relive. You know, it's what's new, what's next. You know, after Islam wins his title, who's next? I have Usman for Bellator, you know, November right. 18th. And I believe 100% in my heart he will win. And once he wins, then I have Umar, his brother, who I believe is going to be a UFC uh, champion, you know, with a little bit more time. So the Bantamweight champion. So uh, that's my my mind goes like that. And after them, I have some other kids that, that I'm looking at. So I'm, I'm never going to be settled and happy with that because I feel like there's more to do. There's more, more more uh work you know and more fighters to help achieve their their goals i totally get that but at some point life is short isn't it good to smell the flowers a little bit like you win on saturday you're not gonna kick your feet up and be like another champion you know i mean how many will that be five at this point in the ufc it'll be six six frank shamrock frank shamrock yes of course in the late 90s yeah i mean that's a that's a big freaking deal how many guys can say that uh, I don't know, maybe none, but, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, the thing, the thing of it is, it's, 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 um, I don't want to talk about what I did. I want to talk about what I'm doing. You know, I need right. to, I need to, that's what drives me is, uh, you know, that's what keeps me waking up in the morning and go to the gym because someone needs me, you know, and, and I want to help. Like, I guess that's probably I, how you can identify. I like helping people. Right. So if I like helping people, that kind of makes sense. I never analyzed it, but now that you're bringing that up. I'm thinking, well, shoot, maybe that's why, because I'm looking, who can I help now? Okay. <laughs> I helped him. Now, who can I help next? Maybe that's the reason why, because I'm always looking to help people. And everybody that knows me knows that I'm always looking to help. I'm always looking to give somebody this and that. And it's not for anything in return. It's just I always like helping people. You know, if I can help, I would like to help. I respect that very much. By the way, um, one of your, your, your prize students, if you will, it still breaks my heart what has happened with Kane. Uh, are you in contact at all with him? Are you able to tell us anything about how he's doing, how he's holding up? Uh, no, I, I, I have. I talked to my wife, and, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on. I mean, obviously, they did him wrong. They did him wrong. You know it, and I know it, you know. And uh, that that's uh, that's the thing, you know. Uh, he He's doing... He, he, He's doing the best he can. His family's doing the best they can. And they're out there doing their thing to try to, uh, you know, minimize everything. And hopefully at the end, you know, uh, the, the right will be wrong. And, and you know, and, uh, the wrong will be right. right. I'm yeah. sorry. And and he'll be out with his family because that's where he deserves to be. You know, he don't deserve to be where he's at. But, you know, the legal system is the way the legal system is. And, you know, years ago, uh, there was a, a case where a man, went point blank and shot the person that, that that molested his his child and and he did not one day in jail nothing wow. they let him out boom but good old california being california what are you gonna do right well i wish him the best and i wish you guys the best as well thank you for doing this javier i really appreciate it great to catch up with you and uh, good luck to you and the team on saturday i know it's not just you know islam on the card zubairo is on the card as well you got two guys or three guys on this card I got three guys, and actually, uh, there's actually four uh, because Habib was was training with uh, Bilal Muhammad. Habib right. paid special attention to him, and Abu Bakar, Habib's cousin, who who is looking fantastic, and Zubaira, who's got a new life, you know, as a fighter. And uh, people will see 
and they saw a good Zubaira last time that there was a warrior went to war with a torn torn groin muscle that I didn't know about till after the end of the fight. Uh, but uh, Zubaira is healthy, and, uh, and uh, I'm expecting to see a, a more improved Zubaira on this fight. Also, he 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 is he's actually a uh, dark horse for, uh, in my opinion, to uh, one day threaten for the title if he stays on course like way the way I feel he will be. All right. Looking forward to it. Good luck to you. Thanks for doing this, Javier. Appreciate right. it. Thanks, buddy. All, All right. right. There he is, Javier Mendez, uh, the uh, the head man for so many years at AKA, now with uh, Issa Makhachev and, and, and so many others. He and uh, Habib Nurmagomedov have proven to be a formidable duo when it comes to coaching. And I just can't wait for this fight. It is an intriguing one. Let's talk more about the fight in a moment. Checking in with the guys. First, though, a quick word from a couple of our friends. And by the way, still to come, Piotr Jan fighting on the card against Sean O'Malley and the great Yuri Prochaska, the reigning defending UFC light heavyweight champion. So that is still to come. Stay tuned for that. Eurovision is here. This year's contest gets underway this week in Malmö, Sweden. But this year's contest comes with a dose of controversy. I'll give you one guess as to what people are mad about. Yes, correct. It's that. Organizers of the Eurovision Song Contest say they are assessing whether Israel's entry breaks the rules on political neutrality. I think it's a shame. I think there's no way that that Israel should be able to participate in Pro-Palestinian protesters are taking to the Swedish streets. More than a thousand Swedish artists, including Robin, have called for an Israel ban. Some European politicians are joining them. Charlie Harding from Switched On Pop joins us this week on Today Explained to help us figure out if Europe can sing its way out of this situation. Speaking of parlays, we almost had it. We almost got back on track, guys. We were just that close. We were just that close. I screwed up. Mia culpa. First time for everything. I apologize to all of you. Um, it felt it felt horrible. Now I know how Frank feels on a weekly basis. I mean, <laughs> wow. I just felt like the... Uh, I Frank was the hero of the show. He never yeah. missed. God, why did I do that? Why didn't you talk me out of that? It was oh, just too close of a please, fight. New York Rick please. still thinks Michaela Mayer won the fight, by the please. way. Please. I do. You should have seen our text thread, everyone. He's like, oh, this is, lock, this is a lock. This is a lock. This is a lock. I'm like, I don't know what you're watching, man. She, no, nah, she, look, started slow. Yeah, very slow. Clearly didn't win the, the early rounds. Then came on, was completely in control, and then kind of blew it a little bit at the end, but I still ultimately thought she won. Bummer. How'd you guys do? That was her fight to lose by the middle rounds, and she... We got the graphic right here. Yeah, let's uh, see we can, it. We can see how we did. Uh, you know, Pete Rodriguez. You said he couldn't I mean, do it, on. but he did it. I, it's not that I said he couldn't do it. I just didn't want to put that out there. I do believe the Mike Jackson experiment or experience, it's whatever you want to call it, is over. And I really think the fight to make is Jackson versus Leiden. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm down oh, wow. for that. I'm down think, for that. I, my, my mind couldn't process that for a second. So if I'm, listen, if I'm like some like low-level regional event, book that fight. Think of not? the attention you'd get. Big time. I love how you're just throwing Casey One. into a fight without like consulting. Why not? I see his Instagram. He's training all day, every day. If he's not all working on, on the site, he's training. Yes. What else does he have right. to do? 
Nothing. Fight Casey Mike versus Mike Jackson. I want to will this into uh, existence. If and that I happens, f- we all have to go. Sure. I feel like by 2023, this could be a thing. First quarter 2023 is, I'm going to report it. T- uh, I'm going to say, what is it? Like uh, California Fight Club uh, is targeting EKC versus Action Jackson. K- Casey's, he just like me. He's a 155er now. Jesus. I mean, he's just. I think. Like, I think, and I. I think I remember him seeing a tweet of some of the weights for uh, some of the the Bellator um, hydration, like after they rehydrated. <laughs> he's like, "Geez, I need to go down." So I think fifty-five. Uh, I, I think that's, can't do this uh, at seventy. His mindset there. I feel like we could do this at seventy. No. I love. <laughs> let me just no? pull him up. In this fight. Uh, let me pull up Casey's topology real quick. Putting him in this. Yeah, fight. yeah. Didn't pull know, up. Pull didn't up know he has one. Five eleven. He 40, hasn't even had a pro 44. fight, and it's like, yep, you're just you're in there now. People are talking about it. The streets are talking. Man, March nineteenth oh, was when he Sorry. fought. It's time he to says, get back in there. What he say? says, I'm in. He says he's so, in. So it's on I you, Jackson. I was prematurely taking him out. Yeah, Casey. I was trying to, you know, be cautious and let him, you know, make that, but he's he's already in. He says he could right, he could do, do it. it at 160. Oh, low catch weight. Yeah. Maybe Eagle FC do a 165er. Yeah, do 165er. Yo. Wow. Inaugural 165 title fight. First of All its right. kind. C- calm down. <laughs> calm down. But uh yeah. Listen, <laughs> I mean, if you're a promotion out there, you will get free publicity. Put this fight together. I think and by the way, low key Okay. I, I think Casey wins. You mean wow. e, e Habib? E, e Habib? I think he wins. The takedowns are relentless. Yeah. What does Jackson have for him? Nothing. Now, he's fought on the big stage. I mean, he's got pro fights. He's, he's tough. Yeah, he's got pro that, fights. That, that's, pro that's probably something. By the way, can I just say, it is so weird when they're doing the, like, the, the broadcast and he's walking down, they're like, and in uh, 2018, he fought CM Punk. Like, it, you forget that that was an actual thing that happened, that... You know, CM Punk fought on a UFC broadcast. And then given where he is right now in his life and career, it just sounds so weird where they talk about it like it's a normal thing. Part of the resume, yeah, he fought CM Punk and, uh, you know, he uh, won that fight. And it's just weird. Yeah, it is weird. And it, it is makes weird you think to... about like, you know, Bo Nickel needing all that experience. Yeah. Well, Bo, Bo Nickel not being ready for, <laughs> yeah. for the big show. <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. All right. We're going to will this into uh, existence for Four now. Four straight though. losses. Four straight losses. For Jackson? <laughs> no, for the Parlay Pals. Uh, oh. I thought you were going to move on from oh, the Parlay sorry. Pals. Before I just we move on from this, Casey yeah, says I low key. Well, like, low why key. is it low key? Well, because I feel like. He's saying high key. Like, I got this dub. Well, like, I, I feel like most people would say, you know. The pro fights, yeah. the big stage. The UFC, the win over line. Punk. Yeah. Tough to see Mike as a favorite. Is, you know, I mean, I'm, what's I'm last sh- time Mike's been wow, I'm sure that Frank will be on Mike happened. Jackson. We have no doubt I mean, he loves I, fading I Casey. To, unfortunately. I mean, maybe get Octagon on the phone. Let's see what happens. Oh, oh wow. How about we get Jackson right? on the phone first? We're, go- we're going to Frankfurt for this? That'd Look, be they're, sick. They're, they're clearly up for a story line, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. They're, they're taking Hathaway on as, as a project. Like, why not? Let's do it. Imagine comparing Hathaway to EKC versus Action. I mean, the disrespect. The Hathaway disrespect. Can, can headline. Co-main event. Jackson. Uh, way, we're lighting. putting together a nice little card here. Let's do it. If Octagon's listening, yeah. uh, I think they're getting pretty hyped themselves. I was pumping the brakes. Now I'm going the other way. Now I'm crashing through through the wall with the car. All right. March so how 19th, do we do? We don't want, we don't want too much rust. Uh, 
for my bets, I did very well, especially for an Apex card like this. It's always good when you win. Uh, a lot of success with the singles. Shout out to the Pride of Alpharetta, Georgia, Rafael Sunsau. Yeah. Getting it done for the 30004. Uh, Wait, flyweight on. 30004. Okay. Yeah, that's the zip code. At first, I thought you were going to do the area code. I was like, that's, you know. It's a little long for an area code, but yeah, yeah 770 if you want to go that Do people usually way. use zip code? When to, like, it's usually the 209, the 212, I the feel like, you know, way. so like 770 is, is the greater Atlanta area, 404, greater Atlanta area. I want to get specific. Zip code of the gym, zip code of my address in my childhood, same zip code. Had to support. Uh, flyweight unders, keep Tough on Tough weekend for the Bravos, but, you know. Yeah, well, we didn't have to get into that. You know, <laughs> the, the curse continues to get perpetuated. I wear the Braves jersey, then they uh, they lose the next two. Unfortunate. All right. All right. The uh, the Bills jersey is is Just definitely not curse though. Shout out to Vaughn. Uh, flyweight unders keep hitting. Going to be a tough test this weekend. We get our first under one and a half in flyweight unders in the Muhammad Makayev fight, uh, but hopefully we can hit that. Uh, to the parlays, do well. Obviously, only miss uh, Michaela Mayer, but uh, you know. We'll, we'll move on past ah. that. Uh, but it was what a good a week mistake. overall. Profit on the singles, profit on the parlays. Always good when you see all green. Uh, up 4.79 units on the week, back over 50 for the year, 66 all time. Usually I feel really confident going into pay-per-view weeks, but uh, this uh, this card's a little bit tricky this weekend. Uh, Draft King, our man yeah. Yeehaw Pat. Wow. Gets it done with uh, Alexa Grasso, Jonathan Martinez, Asuncao, Menafield, the other Martinez, Mano Martinez, and then uh, Jacob Malcoon. Uh, so shout out to him. Six hundred twenty-seven points. I'm I'm still not sure if that's good or not. I haven't I haven't mastered the uh, the daily fantasy aspect of MMA, but uh, shout out to him. We have a league this week. DraftKings gave us three hundred entries. Whoa! Hopefully, people will join that big card. Why not? Uh, you know, make an entry only three dollars to get in. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. And then I got to shout some people out for the uh, for the big hitters. Some people cashed out this weekend. Oh, yeah. I love this. It's my favorite part of the show. Yeah. Ooh, make it rain, baby. Look at those hundies. Oh, that's nice. Wow. Oh. A little music, too. Wow. Why not? Winning weeks for these people. Let's start with Gambler's Inferno. Plus 41699 I mean, I feel like for a bet like that, we don't unit shame here. 50 cents into $208. But, I mean, Pete Rodriguez by KO. Piero Rodriguez by decision. Malcoon by decision. Menafield by KO. Martinez by KO. Grasso by decision. Brito by KO or submission. Mana Martinez by KO or decision. Tatsuro Taira, submission or decision. All of them, you know, essentially exact. There's a couple double chance there, but still. 41,000. That is quite Incredible. the parlay. Uh, keep it rolling. Spud Greg, Greg McElhaney, plus 8,885. Uh, nine leg parlay. I won't read out each of them. Actually, I think this is 10. I, I didn't give him enough credit. $10 into 900. That's actually. Uh, Pounds, euros, one of the two. I'm uh, not fluent in, uh, you know. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. Uh, Anyway, great weekend for Spud, Greg. Uh, Keep it rolling. Space Ghetto won. So what he did is he said he took all my singles, minus one, and parlayed them all together and turned $2.50 into $173. So shout out to Mark Davies for that, plus 6,852. Great weekend for him. I mean, these guys just, 
every week hit big parlays. We'll keep it rolling. Two more to go. Plus 6,737. Jordan Van Wink goes a Sunsau by decision, Brito by submission, Martinez by KO. Ah, that was the one. Brito. Yeah. Yeah, Brito, Wilder, you know, a couple options. Uh. $10 into 673. I actually like this frustration you have. I think this is going to make you better Uh, for it moving forward. Yeah, I was so mad. Uh, Last but not least, Calvin C. Picked Martinez Cub Swanson to end in the second round. I don't know what made him do this. Wow. Sharp play. $250 still to win $1,500. Fantastic play from him. Uh, so shout out to Calvin C. B. Anon 2020. Uh, and those are the big hitters. Amazing. For this Mazel week, tov. shout out to them. Well Mazel done. tov. Congratulations. Uh, a lot of money going around. You guys share my enthusiasm for this weekend. And uh, perhaps I'll ask you in your quick, like, based on what I was saying, you know, Apex versus these, you know what I mean? Like, the Apex card sucks so bad, but the positive is it makes these events feel that much greater and better. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, you you get to sometimes skip them, tune out, do, you know, right. take, take those breaks in between. That used to be actually built in. There used to be time off. Now there's a card every weekend um, that you're anticipating the big ones more. Um, I'll go, um, I'll put my, I'll put my neck out there. Oh, I don't really hate the apex cards that much. Really? Wow. I'm overdoing it. The cards I, mean, I get your fun. point. I don't think so. I'm not going to pretend to, I'm not going to pretend that like it's thrilling. But what I don't do you think like the drop about off them? in quality? I, it's not that I. It's not that it's I. It's not like that you something. like them. But you just don't hate them. Yeah, they're they're fine. Fights I, are I, fights. You're saying you're saying we get UFC. Yeah. So it's what, functional. What can we complain about really? it's functional. I I'm a practical ki- man. I can kind of agree with that, oh, but man. these shows with fans are so just astronomically better. It I can't even compare the two. I actually think that the performances are better as a result, sure. right? I think so like too. You feel that they're the post rising are better. Yes. I, I, mean, I think everything all is better. kinds of fighters have talked about that, right? Like Tony Ferguson all the way down to people on the prelims have talked about the fact that they need that energy from the crowd and that, that it, it changes how they fight. I get it. I, I completely get it. But there's also something to the convenience of every week it's there, the consistency. Um and I'm thinking of this not as a fighter, not as a fan, as a fan who's purchasing a ticket, but as a as a home viewer. The majority of the time, but there's no reason it for works. It. There's no it reason works. for it. Like there was a time in this era of 43 events where they were going to a different city and arena every the, year. Yeah, the it logistics every week, every are week. a lot easier. The costs are a lot yeah. lower. This is not. This is not pro MMA. This is not the 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 big leagues. This is not the creme de la creme. If 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 the product, by the way, if the product was like this in 2007, I don't know if I fall in love with it. You're not wrong. That's fair. Thank you. You can't beat that. How many fighters do you can't think have it. only fought in the Apex? I mean, there was there's dudes like we're there's t- a lot, we're yeah. talking to Brandon Royville, who unfortunately didn't end up fighting. He's oh, like, yeah, I've had four fights. Only one has been in front of a crowd. I was so happy. Like, you know, you're talking you're talking about the big leagues now. Of course, unprecedented times. You know, COVID, this and that. But by early this year. All that should have been out the window. Yeah, I mean, Look, I think it will. I think it will shift back at some point. 
I think there will be a... What's the best comparison to all of this? It's probably pro wrestling, right? Where it's like one organization owned by one entity and they go week to week. Sure. Uh, WWE, superior product, by the way. Let's uh, not, let's not get into that. That's a hell of a take uh, by you. Oh, my God. Everyone's so sad. Watch them. They're all going to clip it up. Oh, my God. All these people. Anyway, I'm not going to get into all that again. Uh, even AEW. Yeah. Although they, they, they tape a second show. They're going... WWE is going two shows, Monday, Friday, in a different city, 52 straight weeks. Yeah. AEW's doing one, sometimes in a second place, 52 straight weeks. How do they do it and these guys can't? I don't think they can. Can you imagine if those shows oh, were in a can. performance center or something like that? It would suck. Look, I'm new Look, to all of this. As a TV viewer, they've got it so dialed in, I... I don't. Wow. I don't mind this it that much. As a paying fan, I want fan, the random I think it feels I want the, as, a, yes. as a paying fan with a ticket, now it's a different I thing. Want like, I want Grasso fighting, fighting in Mexico. Grasso fighting in Mexico. I get it. I want. I want UFC Nova Scotia. Again. Yes. The random city, Seattle. Yes. John Hathaway fought on a I think, uh, Macau card or something. Yes. I'm. <laughs> Give me those. Yes. I think I'm. De- I'm. I'm disconnected. I'm not. I'm not aligned with most. People, I can admit that I don't think I'm on on the side of everybody. For, oh, <laughs> wow. for example, well played, Frankie. For example, yes. When people freak out about Bellator went to Dublin, if I'm not in Dublin, no, I don't care. Oh, this is the worst thing. You don't think it's cool? I, I had, I, I actually had you for a moment. You turn on that. It's not just. It's a great card and don't atmosphere, care. not environment. It actually comes across Sorry. as a different event, like a different promotion. It's great. I'm, you don't I, think it's I'm more enjoyable? It. You don't care if you're, at all. if you're there with a ticket, sure, oh, this get is it. Cr- on TV, you're it's insane. not that special. What? It's really not. Okay, that, you it actually started weird. off. Mohegan <laughs> Sun in Dublin are yes. the same places. Same. I turn on. <laughs> I'm turning it on. The same Chiron's on the screen. The same no. people are in the cage. It's the you're, same you're, stuff. You're telling me it doesn't come across when you're watching on TV? Yeah, maybe. Like, infinitesimally different. Like wow, what sure, a word, by that's the way. a big word. He's what a word. There's, there's a boost. It's not enough to make me care. It's not. Are you serious uh, right now? now? For, the, for the fans in the arena, special. Get it. Completely get it. Understand it. Everybody else? This is. Eh. I mean, I, watch, I don't want to bring up don't the infamous it. one, but like this is. You actually, I was like, all right, maybe I'm overreacting. Now you're saying, what was that football game on, Again, on Saturday? It was it. Tennessee, right? Tennessee, Alabama. Tennessee, Alabama. Oh, my God. Yeah, play I that mean, in an empty stadium. I mean, uh, yeah, we're only playing t- the hits there. What are you though? talking about? You're, you're, you're going to the cards that were special or felt yeah, different. Like, that is true. Every, every weekend in, in uh, where's like the, where do they go in northern New York? Um, Rochester. Albany. Not special. Not special. Okay. Sorry. But more not often special. than not. Some random town in Virginia, Texas. Not special. Oh, they're not. You're so wrong on this because one of the greatest moments ever in in yeah, you're fan, pointing to the to the handful. No, no, you're, no. You're one, the, you just said some random city in in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna boo me. You don't boo me. That was in a random city in Virginia. See, but you don't that get that moment, moment. That moment's great. That moment. Yeah, great. you don't get that moment if yeah, it happened at the, boo apex. Me at the apex. No, that was booing. <laughs> no. Come on. All the great moments. Are you Habib winning it. at two o five? And he's like that chicken from Ireland. Like you don't if get that. Okay, well, people that's booing. Di- that's different. That's a pay per view. Oh, they, they stop are. it! It's this is crazy. The pay per views are not the pay per views are not in the Apex. Bellator's greatest moments of the year, like they're 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 the only time that they come across like truly big league is when they're in Ireland. Yeah, but okay, but there's there's factors to that, right? Card construction. They're gonna save their bit. Their by the way, the cards card. aren't even that good. 
I would argue it's the best that they've got. They're saving their better card for when they go to these places. Yeah, this one had energy. Yoel and uh, yeah, that's that's the, one of their biggest stars, yeah, if not their biggest. It's not like Pitbull. It's not uh, AJ Wait, McKee. What? what? Yoel is not a bigger star than just Pitbull saying, or AJ McKee. Uh, AJ's. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Don't don't do that. Stop it. <laughs> At this juncture, AJ is higher on. up there. Come on, man. You're crazy. Come on, you think would rather watch crazy. Come AJ on, than Yoel dude. right now? Yeah, of course. Yo, Yoel is a AJ is like 25 years old. Or whatever he is. 27. I'm not, believe me, I'm not arguing who's a better fighter. D- d- don't get me wrong here, but come on, stop. Yeah, AJ McKee's amazing. I love AJ McKee. But and, and listen, I'm willing right, to say I'm... that I'm not on the I'm not probably in the popular opinion on this. I get it, but I really don't. It doesn't translate for me. I'm not like, wow, this is so much better. It's fine. It's good. I'll take it for the fans there, for the people in the arena. Completely get it. I turn oh, it man. on. I feel like my soul dies. Yeah, yeah. Feels, it sounds weird. I, I'm, I'm new. You to agree all with this. me, Frank? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like. I, just see some I actually pros. pipe in my own crowd noise. <laughs> yes. I like. I, I had a feeling you did that. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Is it just, like region specific? Do you record the, a game from? Yeah. I'm just that like, can I just hear the, some of this so I can? Uh, when the Zuckerbergs were there, I felt better. I was like, at least there's somebody enjoying. Well, I don't know about that. Well, know. no, there's 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 typically people there. Yeah, there's people. There's but actually it's less like, people there when no, the Zuckerberg. No, no. I love Joe Martinez. Las Vegas, make some noise if you are ready. <laughs> and it's like, can we give a shout out to Joe Martinez? He's so good, but He's like so good. his great. energy doesn't translate no, to I, I Las get what Vegas. Saying, make some noise, like no. Joe is great. Uh, the corner of Flamingo and uh, whatever that street is, make some noise because <laughs> you are here. We are ready. <laughs> I understand. I get it. What What's the best fight on this weekend's uh, pay per view? Oh, oh my gosh! I mean, Islam Charles has to be. Uh, I feel like you can make a strong case for O'Malley and uh, Jan. No, the one that I am most intrigued to see what. Okay, happens. which is the best bantamweight fight on this card? T- uh, TJ and TJ yeah, and okay, no, not the yeah. best in terms of talent. Just like T- the most TJ and Aljo. All right, fine. Jeez. I mean, it's the championship fight, dude. I know, but I'm so intrigued by. O'Malley I know Sean wins. It's crazy. It's craziness. Crazy. I mean, yeah. T- wins. It kind of does. O'Malley get a title shot if he wins. Uh, yeah, man. I feel. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like they have to. Like O'Malley versus Aljo would be big time young. stuff. O'Malley I mean, we you know we can oh, talk man. about we can talk about <laughs> Sean O'Malley's road here. O'Malley but versus he, Dillashaw. If he beats Jan, like that, he deserves a title shot. Like, you know, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. Like, what what would the argument be at that point? Like, if if he beats, well, how do you feel for Cheeto Vera? Sorry, yeah. Like, what what do you say? I mean, he just had a big time win. He beat a former champ too, and he has a win over O'Malley. O'Malley, if O'Malley beats Jan, there's no stopping that train. There's no stopping that train. Are you saying a win over Jan is bigger than a win over Dominic Cruz? Yes, at this point in their mm-hmm. careers, absolutely. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait for it. Brady now, that's Bilal. Not, to be oh honest, I think Cheeto I think Cheeto Vera's run is underrated. Uh especially the win over O'Malley. Yes. I think his run is underrated. I think he could have been fighting for a title already, but it's you can't you can't stop that train if O'Malley gets the momentum. There's no way. Uh but the most intriguing fight in the card for me is TJ and and Aljamain. Does Alex Volkanovski fight this weekend? No, absolutely. He does no, not. You don't, I don't think so? Also, either. are we sure? Uh, I, I don't. I haven't seen reporting on this. Forgive me if I missed it. Are we sure that if somebody misses weight, he steps in? Are we sure? This is what he said. Well, that's what he said. Do we know that? Okay. It, because if that's not the case, why else would you bring him there? Because if someone misses weight, then it doesn't become a title fight for them, and they don't want that. 
Yeah, but for let's say you're um, let's say you're um, Islam. Yeah, and Javier Mendez just came on this show and said they're not preparing for Alexander Volkanovsky. Right? He just literally said that to you. Yeah. If you're Islam and Charles misses weight, I could still fight Charles and win the belt. Why does why does Charles? I'll, I'll tell you why. Because let's say okay, so let's say Islam makes weight, Charles doesn't. Yeah. And let's say Volkanovski wasn't a factor or they don't tag him in, right? Charles wins the fight. The belt is still vacant. That's a nightmare yeah. for them. They don't want that. So here they are ensuring that if, it will be a title fight for both sides. Who's ensuring that? If you're Islam, though, and I've been preparing for Charles, yeah. do I have to take a fight with Alexander Volkanovski? Do you th- by the way, do you think the UFC even asked Islam if he's down with this whole scenario? Well, this is my point, right? Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. Oh, so you're, you're fighting for uh, fighter rights right now. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm not sure that yeah, if— Oh, if there was a fighter rep, he would negotiate this sort of thing. Yes. Like he would collectively bargain about—yes, you're a thousand percent right. If, if, Al, if, Islam, if Charles were to miss weight—and by the way, I don't think Charles is going to miss weight. I think this is a little—like, I get what happened last time. I understand why we're kind of talking about this, and this, yeah. this has become a storyline. I don't think Charles is going to miss weight. That, I, would, I would bet on that if, if there are odds, and I'm sure there are. I don't think Charles is going to miss weight. Are there odds? If, if he were— no, not that I know. If he were, and I'm Islam, I don't know if that's a guaranteed, like, I can still win the title. Why, why am I doing the UFC or Charles a favor? Yeah, they put you in the uh, title or, sorry, fight. Or Volkanovski By the way, UFC a did Islam a favor. Okay, so then that's a good answer. He didn't have Maybe to fight he, Benil. He, do, he does, him a fight, uh, does him a favor. But I don't think, like, Volkanovski is talking about it. You you had him on, and he was talking about if he misses weight, I think I step in. Maybe. Who knows? I sort of feel like they want this to be clean, and they want I it hope, to be an official title fight for is. both guys. Everybody is rooting for... I mean, even it's probably Alexander Volkanovsky uh, to a certain degree is rooting for this to come off clean. Right. Somebody's the champion, and then he eventually fights them on a full training camp. You know, some some scenario like that. So, it's going to be get really interesting if 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 he doesn't get the fight, makes weight, doesn't get the fight, fight goes off, Benil wins in impressive fashion. How do you tell Benil to sit down? The same way you've told him the other yeah. times. Yeah, but now it's like I don't know. Pound for pound, number one wants to move up to yeah, lightweight. Yeah, that's it. That's the it. Title. It's tough. That's what you tell him. The pound for pound number one in the sport said, "I want that belt." There's, there's, what's the Re- regardless of who? Let's say Charles wins on Saturday. What, what does better numbers for the UFC? No, I Charles know, Volk, Charles Benil. He gets a big win over Mateus. Yeah. I mean, you what you could do for Benil is say, finally, after all these times that they haven't. You get the next shot. Yeah, you're, you're, we're giving you the next shot, no matter what. That that could be something you could do for Benil, and I don't think he'd have too much of a problem with that. Um, maybe he would. I mean, again, to your point, it's you know he's he's put together enough to to be there. But if you if you give Volkanovski the title shot, what is it February? Um, yeah, perfect. and you say Benil, you're next. I'm okay with that if I'm Benil Dariush. Well, there's another interesting thing that's going to play out if Charles wins. How do you not put Charles in Brazil? Right, I could see this scenario. <laughs> Charles wins. Charles has become such a big star. I was talking to uh, Brazilian Beast Guilherme. Like he's become such a big star. How do you not put him in Brazil? And then is there a scenario where you've got? It's almost like unfortunate. I'm so happy that they're going out. They're going to Brazil. They're going to Perth. This is great. This is what I'm advocating for. I was about to say maybe Charles at the apex. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> neutral <laughs> ground. No, but here's the thing. Maybe there's a scenario. Charles wins. Benil wins. 
Alex sure. says, stand by. He's like, yo, I don't want to go to Brazil. I want to fight in Australia. Maybe at that point you do Charles Benil and Alex, Alex fights for 45 and then gets a shot after that. Okay. Of course, yeah, has yeah. to win. 45 in Perth, Charles, Brazil, if Benil. You're, if you're booking it for maximizing the intrigue in those two cards, yeah. that's 100% the way to go. If you're maxim, if but you're Charles gonna, versus Volk would be so great. Booking, it's just unfortunate that they're back to back, right? Because if I'm Charles, I'm like, why would I go there if you're coming to my, you know, you're coming to my country in January, and Volk is like, why would I go there if you're coming to my country in February? Both haven't had the homecoming fight they, as champs. Yeah, yeah. What if Benil loses? He's uh, pretty heavy underdog. If you so then you do Gamrod for the belt. Oh no, man, stop. come on, nah, not if yet, you, right? No, no, no. But okay, so wait, if if. If if Oliveira wins, and you want him in Brazil, who's he fighting for the belt? I don't know why that that feels rushed for Mateus. Here's 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 the thing. Who's he fighting? The biggest fight for Charles Oliveira is Alexander Volkanovsky. At the end of the day, I just don't know who he's fighting. The biggest fight for Alexander Volkanovsky is Charles Connor, Oliveira. Conor McGregor, or, January yeah, winner of Poirier. <laughs> Let's go, Let's go. <laughs> No, I get what you're saying. I agree with you. I get that. Look. If you ask them would they want to fight at home, I'm sure the answer is yes. But if you ask them would they rather be a part of history, I think they'd probably Conor choose McGregor. that, is my guess. And to be clear, because I see some uh, activity here, I know it's still a title fight, but it's only for one guy. What they're trying to avoid, if yeah. someone misses weight, is the same situation that we're in right now. Yeah. yeah. If, right. if Charles misses weight and the fight goes on with Charles involved and then he wins, it's still a vacant title. Yeah. And that's yeah. messy. So that's why they have Volk there. One honestly, of the reasons why. Of you course, you make a decent no, it, point with. Uh, it makes complete sense. It's just that Islam should have some control over this scenario, right? And hey, we don't know. Maybe he signed off on this. Maybe he said, "Okay, I'll fight Volkanovski." But as you know, as uh, Javier just came on and said, they're not even thinking about Volkanovski. But to his credit, he said, "Put anybody in there." He named this is how, Justin Gaethje, right. Dustin Poirier, and Benil Dariush, and Alexander Volkanovsky, and said he'll beat any of them. This so. is how the negotiation will go. Uh, hey Ali, you're fighting Volkanovsky. Yes, brother. No problem, brother. We're fighting Volkanovsky. Um, I'm going to tell you more about the light heavyweight situation, December 10th, UFC 282. Yeah, looking forward to it in uh, in Las Vegas. Let's talk to one of the names we just were speaking about. One of the massive fights on this fight card. It's Piotr Jan versus Sean O'Malley. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for this. I still can't believe it's actually happening. Here he is, the great Piotr Jan. Hello, Piotr. How are you, my friend? Spasiba. Hello, Ariel. Everything good? Everything's great, my friend. Welcome. Yes, it's, it's good to have you on. Thank you so much for the time. I know it's late over there, so I appreciate it. Can I ask you, uh, Piotr, what was your reaction? And I don't know if Sayat is there as well. Hello to him if he's there too. Is he there, Sayat? Or you don't need him anymore? Yeah, here I am. Uh, okay, what's up? <laughs> I thought maybe uh, Piotr could do it by himself. He's so good at uh, English now. But can I ask you, what was your reaction when you found out that the UFC wanted to book you against Sean O'Malley? It was a big surprise. What was your reaction? Uh, for me, it don't was a big surprise. Yes, this fight won. I not what want Sean O'Malley. Yes, I thought about this fight. My manager and after they talked with uh, UFC management. Are you surprised he agreed to the fight? That he wanted the fight? I wasn't surprised he, he, he accepted the fight. 
How come? Because I think, uh, you know, he has fought a certain type of fighter for the majority of his career. And uh, other than Cheeto Vera, no one on your level. And this is a big jump for him. So I'm just curious why you weren't surprised that he was, uh, he was down to fight you. Почему ты был удивлен, что согласен с тобой драться, потому что в основном дрался не с тобой, а с соперником, кроме четырех. Ну, послушай, для него это хорошая возможность. Я думаю, что ни один бы боец 105 не был бы это я, не согласился бы драться с бойцом там 13 или какой он номер. You know, it's a good opportunity for him, it's a big opportunity for him, and I believe no one from top five would have accepted the fight with him except me. И для него это отличная возможность проявить себя там не знаю если доказать что он достоин все его 10 9 боев 8 боев о нем говорили что просто ему дают мертвых соперников all of his eight, nine or fights in UFC, you know, everyone was talking about the, the opponents he faces, basically like the dead people he faced. Do you feel skill-wise like he is on your level? I don't think we're on the same level. I believe I'm better fighters and him and in all aspects, you know. Even, of course, the striking, that's his big thing. Um, and that's where I think a lot of people think this fight is going to be contested. Do you feel like this fight is mainly going to be on the feet? Даже в ударке я вам скажу, что я не считаю, что он какой-то сверхъестественный, там, что обладает какими-то способностями, которые я не могу решить вопросами. I don't believe the fight will be on the feet the whole time. And even like on the feet, I don't believe he has some superior skills than me. Um, his, his performances are... are polarizing because uh, he has looked very good in the UFC, but some people try to discredit him and say, oh, he's not fighting top-notch opponents. Are you impressed with what you've seen from him in his UFC career so far? Уже понятно, что все верят в него, и он также считает, что стилистически я ему буду очень удобен. Вот. Но я стараюсь, так скажем, разочаровать его мысли и доказать, что я являюсь номер один не просто так. No, I wasn't impressed with his performance. And uh, I want to say it again, I was the one who chose to fight him, not he wasn't the one who picked me. And I know that UFC really believes in him, and he also believes that maybe stylistically it's a good fight for him, but I'm here, you know, to disappoint and upset him. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were the one uh, who chose to fight him. So then can I ask you, why was he your choice after the Aljo fight in April? Why was he your choice to fight next? Why did he choose to fight next? Because the first five were 
Опять же, повторюсь, мы не готовы ждать долго, сидеть без работы. Поэтому я здесь. Uh, could you tell me what happened with Cheeto Vera? He was saying that they tried to book you guys in August, and then he said that you went on vacation. But we haven't had your side of the story. So could you tell us, did they offer you a Cheeto Vera fight? And, and if so, why didn't it happen? Мы хотим подраться в сентябре, вот, я дал свое согласие на бой с ним, но как только мы дали согласие, он сказал, что я не хочу ждать сентябрь, я буду драться в августе, хотя там было всего разница три недели, и если бы он реально хотел со мной подраться, он бы принял бой в сентябре, а так он просто балаболил, и когда дело коснулось, он просто не принял этот бой. Yes, our talks about fighting Chito Vera, I accepted uh, the fight with him in September. I wanted to fight him in September, but he wanted to fight in August, and he couldn't wait a uh, few weeks to fight me. So it means he didn't, uh, you know, put his action where his words were at, you know, because if he really wanted to fight me, he would have waited for me, because I'm the number one contender in the Three world. Three weeks, it's not very long time, huh? If you won't fight with first, first contender, number one in the rank, It was problem uh, he said a lot of things about you, some not so nice things. Did you hear these things? Did they upset you? I'm not worried about that right now. Right now, I'm focused on the fight with Sean O'Malley, and after that, we'll see what's going on. Uh, can I just ask, what did you think of his win over Dominic Cruz? Как ты оценишь победу над Крузом? Я не помню вообще этот бой, честно сказать. Не помню, как произошел этот бой. To be honest, I don't, I don't remember this fight. Okay, fair enough. Um, this is my first time speaking to you since the Aljo fight in April. Can I ask, looking back, what do you wish you would have done differently in that fight? Что бы ты сделал по-другому в своем предыдущем поединке? Ну, сейчас говорить... Что бы я сделал? Просто немножко. Это моя моя была ошибка, мои ошибки, которые я допустил в этом поединке. Вот за что я поплатился, так скажем. Но я не считаю, что я проиграл этот поединок. Uh, I know my mistakes that I made in this fight. You know, I don't really look back, but I still don't believe I lost this fight. But I know I did some mistakes in this fight. So do you feel after watching it even at home? Do you feel like you should have? been uh you know the fight should have been scored in your favor you should have won the fight yes yes okay um yes yeah if you look at the first fight uh, what happened in the first fight and uh, in the second fight obviously he performed better 
And I made some mistakes, but I still don't believe uh, that he should have won that fight, second fight. Did it take a long time for you to get over that fight in April? Yeah, I had some rest. I had vacation with my family and I didn't even train for a couple of months, you know, clear myself. I guess what I was asking was like, were you very upset? You know, it's one thing the way the first fight ended, but this one, um, you know, like to 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 have it end like that, to have the the judges scored for him, was it a fight that really left you very upset? No, что было, то было, да. Сейчас что говорить уже об этом, поэтому движемся дальше. Меня у меня такой по жизни девиз двигаться вперед, не оглядываясь назад, поэтому Я думаю, что все лучшее еще впереди. You know, my motto in life is always look forward, don't look back. I believe a lot of good things are waiting for me in the future, so there's no point in talking about the past now. That is a good motto. Uh, can I ask, how does it feel to be on the same card as him? Would you have uh, rather not be on the same card as him? Каково быть в одном карде с ним сейчас? Хотел ли бы ты, не хотел ли ты быть, может быть, с ним в одном карде? Мне без разницы. Наоборот, я считаю, что то, что они будут драться за пояс, и также я буду драться в этом поединке. И вообще, я думаю, что наш бой с Шоном Амели, он гораздо глобальнее, интереснее и более, так скажем, нашумевший, чем бой с Термином Зелашовым. I don't really care about that, you know, actually, it's even better to be on the same card with him. And I believe our fight with Sean even bigger than a title fight itself. It even, you know, it's more hype and more noise about our fight than about his fight. I saw a video of you guys talking to each other. Uh, can I ask, you know, what was said in the video? It's kind of hard to tell, you know, to, to figure out what was being said there, but it was you and Aljo speaking, Marab was there. Uh, what happened in that exchange? Я проходил мимо, увидел, стоят Алджа с командой, подошли. Когда я позвал его, он повернулся растерянный. Вот, я просто поздоровался с ним, а Мираб, он стоял сзади, молчал. Я просто проходил мимо, и увидел его с командой, и я and uh, when uh, Alger turned over, he was uh, looked uh, a little bit surprised, and I talked him to, to him a little bit. And but Mirab, Mirab was just standing there the whole time, not saying anything. So no more beef. Mirab, 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 говорит тогда, когда есть камера, и он не знает. Mirab only talks when there's camera and when they know they're filming. Okay, <laughs> so it sounds maybe a little beef. I, I thought maybe the beef is no more, but there's still some tension. There is not much beef going on. It depends on the situation, it depends on the mood. You know? Okay. Is, is Marab a fight that you would like one day? Right now, I don't see him as a top contender. Really? Even after the Aldo win? 
Ну, вы же видели этот бой. You saw that fight, Yes. You didn't like it? После этого боя Алда ушел на пенсию. After that fight, Alda retired. Yeah. Because of Mirab, maybe. Из-за Мираба, Because of himself. Fair, fair. All right. Uh, okay, so that doesn't interest you. Do you think, is there a chance, or, or maybe if TJ wins, like, do you think you win on Saturday, you get another title shot? Is this what you're hoping? Have you been told this? Maybe if it's TJ who wins, maybe a third fight with uh, with Sterling. What, what do you think you're fighting for here? Yes, yes. Да, я думаю так. И я считаю, что это будет справедливо. Yes, I think the win next Saturday should guarantee me the next title shot. I believe it's going to be just fair. И также это большой очень бой. Если победить дело шоу, это тоже будет очень интересный большой бой для всех любителей смешанных единоборств. Yeah, and if TJ is going to win, it's going to be a very big fight for all the MMA fans. Также, если выиграть Стерлинг, это будет трилогия. And if, if Sterling wins, it's going to be a trilogy. Who do you think wins? Did I stop? Who do you think wins? Как ты думаешь, кто будет? Честно, не знаю. 50 на 50, в зависимости от того, кто кому навяжет свой поединок. To be honest, I don't know. It's a 50-50 fight. Depends who's going to dictate, you know, the, where the fight will go. Who do you want to win? For me, my goal only title fight. Yes. Who will champion Sterling? Digital show. I don't care. Yes. I want to smash him. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And by the way, regarding your fight against Sean. How do you think it plays out? Do you think it's uh, 15 minutes? Do you think you stop him early? What are you envisioning? I believe it's going to be finished. Finish early, late? Depends on the situation. <laughs> What do you think of this guy? He's got crazy hair, the colors, all the flash. You 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 appreciate his style or not? You're not really a fan of this. Yeah, I'm looking at him from the business standpoint, you know, he made this character of himself, tried to popularize himself, he's doing a good job, so, yeah, why not? I don't really focus on his personality, in principle, we talk about it, we talk about it, but I don't have any difference on his personality. To be honest, I don't pay attention about his looks and stuff like this. Yes, we talk about that, but uh, to be honest, I don't care about that. If he was my friend, of course, I would have said to him, you need to get out of it, of course, if he would have been my friend, I would have told him, you know, you need to shave or this hair or and or change the color of your hair. You you don't listen to his podcast. You don't watch his podcast. You're not a fan. 
slušali bi o podcastima. Yes, don't. <laughs> And uh, do, do you like fighting in uh, UAE more than in America? Is it better? I see you, you're on jet skis. It seems like you have a nice situation over there in uh, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. They treat you very well. Do you prefer these fights on uh, Yaz Island in, uh, in Abu Dhabi as opposed to when you have to come here to America? Здесь есть ребята, у которых нет там визы, и есть мои друзья, да. В Америку я полетел, опять же, никому моему голове не дали визы. Это тоже такой неприятный момент. Я люблю Yes, yes, no problem. Everything good. Okay. Well, good luck, uh, Peter. Thank you so much. Spasiba. I appreciate it. Can't wait for the fight. It's an amazing matchup, and uh, everyone's very much looking forward to it. And thank you, as always, for the time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Sayat, as well. Appreciate it. There he is, uh, the great Peter Jan. How about that? Wow. I like Piotr. He he has the subtle shade sometimes, right? He says, "Oh, Marab only is uh, tough in front of the cameras." Ooh, I like it. I like it. Gosh, I can't wait for that fight. Low key, low key might be my most anticipated fight of the night. Is that weird? Not at all. What's your most anticipated fight of the night, Frank? TJ. TJ Aljo, huh? Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one out of all three of us that says Islam Charles. Well, what what is uh what does New York Rick say? He said uh, Aljo TJ as well, I believe. Wow, see that? You know, no, I mean, Islam Charles obviously big prize top title fight. If I had to rank him, Islam Charles, I d- I do think you can make a case for Jan O'Malley, especially as the week goes on, the face off. I think it's going to be hyped. I think it's going to be intense. I think that might that one might leapfrog over Aljo Dillashaw's most anticipated or second most anticipated last three I'm on pins and needles for all of them yeah but I'm gonna be last four Benio's a big time fight yeah yeah last seven fights honestly are incredible like the whole card is just stacked wait what's number seven uh Baraljo hmm you're big on that one I, mean, I thought I like... Vulcan Ozdemir yeah Vulcan Ozdemir is another one uh Nikita Krylov I'm curious to see how Mokhayev looks. Oh, man, I can't wait for that one, too. I mean... Fighting the pride of Canada, of course, Malcolm X. Gordon. 10 a.m. Eastern on, I'm going to be locked in. Is that when it starts? Yeah. That's early. Or is it 11? Am I mistaken? Oh, no, you're right. It no, is you're right. Four hours before. Wow, 10 a.m. I'm going to have to do the whole, uh, you know, watch at soccer thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, you good. were doing some degen sweating out oh, of uh, Michaela Mayer at the soccer. Yeah, you're like, wow, this guy's really betting on these boxes. fights. No, I was off. I was off to the side. People were like, what? What are you doing? Actually, one guy recognized me and was talking yeah. to me in the middle of the thing. <laughs> oh, I was like, hey, bud, you know, I love. Talking hey, man, to I got you. money on Michaela yeah, Mayer. Could you yeah, please? Like, it's getting a little tense over there in the UK right now. Uh, I can't wait. What an intensity that man has. And uh, I'm curious to see how he rebounds. He didn't really want to entertain the uh, the Cheeto Vera talk, although I kind of feel like Cheeto versus Jan could be a fight that happens next. 
I'm down for that. That would be a fantastic fight if he wins. Maybe even if he loses. By the way, Marab versus Jan. Marab versus Jan. Sweet rivalry there. He said it wasn't a very exciting fight. I don't know if that was necessarily Marab's fault, if I'm being honest. But there's so many different uh, permutations at 135 right now. I mean, look at these options they've got. Obviously, Aljo, current champ. Jan, one. TJ, two. Marab, three. Corey, don't forget about him. Marlon, Font's still in the mix. We'll see what happens with Cruz. Jonathan Martinez calling him out. Pedro Munoz, who kind of has like been forgotten now after that, you know, kind of a crappy situation for him. He gets poked and is not on a on a big fight. Don't forget about our guy Ricky Simone, right? Umar's coming up. Adrian Yanez in the mix. And don't forget about our guy Jack Shore. Not ready to give up on him either. Stacked. Stacked. Best division in the UFC. Deepest division. Lightweight, you know, pretty damn close. Although the difference, as I've said before, a lot of the top guys at lightweight have already had a crack at the belt. A lot of the top guys at 135 haven't. And that's what makes it interesting. But there's names. The bigger names are probably at lightweight. Charles, Dustin, Gaethje, Makhachev, Chandler, Dariush, Faziev. I hope we get Faziev and Gechi. That'd be fun. RDA, Gamrot, Tarukian, Conor McGregor, Jalen Turner, Tony Ferguson, all the way down to 15. This is UFC rankings. Just a lot to like. A lot to like. A lot going on. Of course, the next pay-per-view after this one is uh, UFC 280. One, that's the one in New York City. Can't wait for that. Madison Square Garden, Israel Adesanya versus uh, Alex Perea. It's a tricky one. BB told me about it. He was like, it's like, I say Pereira. He says Pereira. But I've always been taught with the Portuguese, you don't pronounce the R. But then what about 282, guys? December 10th, the last UFC pay-per-view of the year. And we found out it's going to be Yuri Prochaska against Glover Teixeira 2. What a fight it was back in June. Jan Bochovich against Magomed Ankalaev. That's a big time light heavyweight fight. Massive light heavyweight fight. Darren Till against Drikis Duplessis. That's going to be a good one. What are the odds on that fight actually happening, GC? Why do I feel like that fight's not happening? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't think that fight's going to happen. Drikis Duplessis with a big opportunity against Darren Till. Jarzinho Rosenstrike against Chris Dawkins. Alexander Gustafsson back for more against OSP. Santiago Pontanibio against Robbie Lawler. I mean, you talk about deep. We're talking deep here. Edmund Shabazian against uh, Lagumbala. Our guy Billy Q against Alex Hernandez. Still in the mix. Chris Curtis against Joaquin Buckley. This See, this card is actually deeper than 280. You know what I'm talking about? Like the prelims, the early, early prelims, this fight here, there, yeah, all good. Not that great. Top of the card is fantastic. 282. Oh, by the way, Bo Nickel on the card. Have you heard of him? Against Jamie Pickett. 
Although when he was on last week or two weeks ago, he was like, eh, hold the hold, hold, hold the phone on that one. I don't know. Tapology's got Bo early on the prelims. Yeah, second fight. But they also have main event, Yuri and Glover, and that isn't 100% just, just yet. Uh, I'll tell you more about that after Yuri joins us. Wow. <laughs> Let's see. I just got a text from Anthony Smith. I think he might have heard my comment. Listen, he asked me if I wanted to bet on the Bills-Chiefs game. I said, I don't bet. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear a good game afterwards. If you say to someone you want to bet on the game, means you're actually kind of confident going into the game. Am I wrong? If you approach someone and say, hey, you want a wager? You want to lay a little $5, $10, $20? That means I'm not the one reaching out, Right? So if you reach out to me about the bet before a game, actually it was after the fumble, that means you're confident. Feels like afterwards you should say, hey, good game, bro. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, without further ado, let us speak to the reigning, defending UFC light heavyweight champion, the pride of the Czech Republic, the birthday boy, just celebrated his birthday on Friday. It's all coming up. Yuri Prochaska, we're going to see him on December 10th in Las Vegas. The brand new 30-year-old, the one and only Yuri Prochaska joining us. Hello, Yuri. How are you? Happy birthday, my friend. Hi. Hey, great. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. It's uh, wonderful to speak to you again. How was your birthday, by the way? How are, how are the celebrations? Uh, the birthday party uh, was amazing. Uh, now I'm 30, so so it was a big, big, like big party, but without alcohol. Yes. Now because preparation, so so it was it was big. It was amazing. I saw a picture. <laughs> there was some fire involved or something. There was like flames. What was that all about? I yeah. saw a picture that you posted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, to my friends, they they bought me some some fire firework and, and fire show, and uh, <laughs> I, I I stole that gun with the fire and oh my gosh. Uh, I tried to 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 <laughs> try to 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 fire it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it looked intense. We're looking at the picture right now, but it seemed like quite the party. And uh, now that's out of the way, and you could prepare. Uh, for the fight against uh, Glover Teixeira. So we, we we last spoke to you right after you, you won the title and you beat Glover, and there was some talk, yeah. Jan, Glover. Yeah. Ultimately, it ended yeah. up being Glover. Are you happy with this decision that it's uh, a rematch against Glover for your first defense? Yeah. Finally, in, in this time, I'm glad to for, for this, for this uh, what, what I decide for, for that. And uh, I think... Uh, I think I just want to show my my best performance, and in the first fight, that was uh, my one of one of the worst performance all of my all of my fight. Like I'm saying that from uh, I mean that my attitude to the to 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 the fight. I know I can do that better, and like I said, Glover deserves the the rematch because this fight was fifty to fifty. So. So I just accept I just accept the challenge because there was uh, many many voices who 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 called me for 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 the rematch. 
Uh, my understanding, Yuri, was that they wanted the fight to happen in Brazil in January, and you yeah. said, I'm the champion. Why am I going to Brazil? You know, I want to fight in December. I want to fight one more time this year. We're going to fight on my terms. I'm the king here. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's that's what happened. That's about that's what happened, and that's the that's the second reason to to take it from the strategy, like a strategy uh, point to to fight in Vegas. And the first reason was just, and it's still to I want to fight uh, as soon as possible. So, so that's that's December, and I'm looking forward for that. And uh, did you feel like bothered by the fact as champion that they wanted you to go to Brazil to fight the challenger in his home country? Like, did that upset you? Yeah, it's, that's it's good, like a uh, good challenge. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't need this type of, of challenge. I want, I, I want to just fight as soon as possible. And December is a good date. It's a 10 of December, so it's still this year. And uh, I wanna, uh, I now, and like I'm, I'm the champion right now. I wanna fight um, like uh, often, more yeah. often, active. Yeah. Um, when you yeah. fight in December, how is the hair gonna look? Are we gonna have the the ponytail? What are we planning on? Uh, ponytail will will not be because it's not ah. it's not so long. So I have a plan for for that. So so. Uh, Wait for that. Okay. Can you tell, <laughs> what, what is it going to be? Because we're so used to you fighting with that. Uh, is it going to be like maybe a modified one, a small one? What are you thinking? No, no, no. Uh, oh, I just want to say that uh, this, all my hair, hair uh, like uh, war hair, every time uh, is, is uh, like the simple and re uh, the reason of my hair is simple. It's every time like uh for it's for fight just for fight there there is another an, there is no another reason right yeah it's it's for fight and i will i will i will make it again something crazy something um i don't know i don't know yet because this idea will come uh maybe later okay and for those that don't know why did you decide to shave it off after the fight Shave it off, shave it because uh, these uh, these hair, my last hair, that uh, that mean uh, that mean some like special time for for to till the till till the take the title. Yeah, yeah, and I took the title, and and uh, after that, I just felt. I need to take it off, take it off right now and start a new episode of my life and uh, with a new fresh hair. Okay. Um, when we spoke in June, it was right after the big celebration for you in your in your hometown. And now here we are like four months later. What has life been like for you back home as champion? Are, are people recognizing you all the time? Is it a lot of attention? How are you dealing with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure yeah there is a not so big change but a lot of lot of media media uh, media works lot of uh, like focusing of of the of the people around around uh, around so so 
but still i more now i more understand uh why i choose this way and why i want to stay on this uh on this way and uh, be the best be the best fighter in 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 this world yeah and that that not mean uh like to be just a champion in uh in uh one weight uh one weight uh in one weight it mean it mean for me it mean like to be to be the to be the best from from pound for pound in a uh, yeah pound for pound yeah number that's, one that's what yeah that's that's the one reason that's the one that's the one reason and and uh that's why I'm, I'm not thinking about who will be the next challenger because i know now i really know and i understand that to i have to beat everybody everybody and that's my right now it's my way that's that's my way and i will do everything for that because <laughs> i'm happy for from from that to 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 make my body sharper to make my mind sharper and uh, to know all these techniques to uh to make uh, like uh this fight life and all these stuff around like automatic because i like it i love it uh i i, I love your social media because you're such an interesting person i love when you're you're meditating i always see you, you do a lot of meditation i always notice that the belt is right next to you when you're meditating is there a reason for that yeah there is a uh, just just one reason because it's uh uh i'm working with uh, a lot of uh, with the visualization like uh and this and this belt is from is from gold yeah there is a lot of gold on on, on the on the belt and and uh and the gold have a, a really 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 nice uh like uh, uh <laughs> like a vibration like uh wow yeah and I'm working. I'm working with that just just for for this just for this reason. And uh, but still, the belt is a belt. But the most important is what I have to do. And now I have to win the fight. That's that's all. Uh, in a 24-hour day, typically, how long are you meditating for? Uh, it's not about how long. It's about the continuity and. Uh, you have to keep your mind or or your or just your focus or all, all the day in the in the same state like in the meditation oh. so the, medi the morning meditation or evening meditation is uh it's just to control how you how clean is you you keeping your mind and uh that's all about that yeah and because the 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 basement is a calm the basement the base 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 thing in a, in the meditation is a calm and in the fighting in uh athlete uh, performance there is a uh, especially in the sport like uh, in the fighting when you're fighting uh, one human versus one human another human yeah you have to stay calm you have you have to read 
in another person. So, so that's why the meditation and all these mind works helped me. I saw that you posted that, uh, and correct me if I misread it, that you were in darkness for three days. You were in a dark room for three days. Yeah. What does that mean? Like you're, you're in total darkness for three days? Yeah, it, it's all in darkness in, for, for three days. And and uh, there you can uh, work for your, with your... Then you can work with your demons and uh, train train what, what, you, what you want. And uh, that's... That's, wow, I don't want to talk about a lot because that's my like um, my, my personal thing. So. Okay, can I just ask uh, where is that that room that you're in? Uh, that's uh, near near from Brno in Czech Republic, and there is a there is a a lot of things I think in uh, in US there will there will be too because it's like a therapy of of with with uh, with dark. I don't know how yeah. how, how the name. Is. In, in English so so and it's very very helpful like, like uh, there is just you and you no wow. nobody nobody no 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 other no one other people so so just you I and this time that was my first time when I when I did that uh, without food so just the water wow and uh three four days without 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 food just just the water and it's 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 much more stronger when you when you are without food. Yeah, all the process in your body is much more stronger. Your 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 mind's working a lot, wow. and you have to die and you have to die here first. That that's that's all about. And it, it, no light for three days, complete darkness. No light for three days and three days, four days. That's that's not not so much. What? But I I'm using I'm using that. Just for uh, to to recognize who who am I really who who I really am and and then I can start train and uh, push next level uh, with uh, truly me honestly, yeah. honestly like more honestly wow and and one last thing. are you able to know what time it is or no uh, like. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the that's the uh, very that's the that's the biggest fun there, because you have to go till the point where the time is uh, where the time is ending. Wow! Yeah, and then then is uh, then then I don't want to. I okay, I okay. can't speak about that because sorry, it's sorry. so it's so uh, how to say it's so uh, intense like. Not intense for me. These things are so uh, like uh, personal. Yeah, personal okay. and uh, like uh, svati, uh, sand, sand. Like uh, oh, it's um, it's sacred. Yeah, no, no not secret, not oh. secret. Something like uh, when you talk about the gods. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like you don't. Yeah, I understand. It's very personal, sacred. Like me, not secret. Like yeah. sacred. Like it's a. It's just like a holy thing that you don't want to. You don't want to. Holy. Yeah. Yeah. Holy, yeah. Got holy. it. Yeah, it's a holy thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. I won't talk about it. Uh, but that's fascinating to me. I, I love that sort of thing. Can I ask you? Yeah. Um, you were just in Egypt recently. You went on a trip to Egypt. I'm actually. Uh, f my father is from Egypt. Uh, I'm so. Wow. It's a very special place for me. Uh, he's from Alexandria. Did you go to Alexandria? 
No, 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 no. I was just in uh, Cairo. Okay. And uh, and uh, in uh, Luxor. Yeah. Okay. What just, was it? Just, what was the trip like for you? Did you enjoy it? Yes, very well, very well. Because these these pyramids, yeah. pyramids is man, that's that's amazing monuments. Yeah, this this uh, wow, amazing. And was there a reason why you went to Egypt? Like, w w why were you yeah, drawn? That was a just yeah. That that was just the last uh, free week be uh, before the preparation. So I just go there to enjoy, to recharge energy, and then and now I can can finish the preparation. Um, do you feel? And by the way, speaking of the preparation, do you feel two months? It's essentially two months enough time to prepare. For me, yeah. For me, yeah, because I'm I'm keeping myself constantly in uh, in the work. So so now I I just uh, I I just will uh, push the push the conditioning preparation and uh, and these sparrings preparation and 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 I'm I'm in. I love it, and I like that uh, statue behind you there. Um, you with the belt. Who made that for you? On the other side, it's your you got your fist up. No, other side. This one? Over the right shoulder. Yeah, who made that? Of you right there. Is there a little statue of you? Ah, uh, the little statue. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Who made that's, that? That's good. That's gave me one, 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 one of my friend, he, he made. It's incredible. He made that. Yeah, he made that uh, like. Uh, uh, he made that like, wow. like a gift after the fight. So. Is that just one? <laughs> Is that for sale or he just made one? Yeah, me, me, we are we are we are working the uh, about on the on the like, like to 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 buy that. Yeah, I want to buy yeah, one. Look, I have a, I have a lot of toys here. That one would look very nice here on my desk. Okay, okay, I will bring you. I will, I will bring you one. That's amazing. This room is amazing. You have the samurai swords over there on top, right? You have the yeah, yeah. This is your room. This is yeah. This is my room. The office. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and do you feel just from a, a mental standpoint, like going in as champion compared to going in as challenger or, you know, you're fighting for the belt? This, is it is it different? Does it feel different, this fight, compared to the last one in June? Yeah. 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 And I had to, I had to change these, these things. I had to change in, in myself to how to see another guys in my weight division and all 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 of all the guys in UFC how how to how to uh, look for them right now and uh, that's why that's what i have to accept that right i i'm now <laughs> well no no you're good you're good right now i'm the, i'm right now i'm the champion and uh I had I had to rebuild all the things around me. All the all the people had to, my friends had to understand it right now because uh, I had to change a lot of things, lot of things. What what I'm really doing, my habits, what I'm really normally doing, and uh, that's why I'm why. Uh, how I'm going to the fight, okay? Like a champion, and the Glover is a challenger right now, and that's what I'm, what I'm, what I will show him. That's why I'm the champion, 
and what is the true attitude of the champion so amazing with no 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 this is not for for more words it's it's very simple i, I just want to be the true champion and uh to show it in full power okay and and you feel like that last performance wasn't uh an indication of how you are as a fighter as a champion that you can do much better than that yes yeah like you said yeah Okay. And could you tell me things that you're changing or is that personal? You don't want to say, like, what are you changing this time? The habits, you said you're changing your habits. What what have you yeah. changed? I had to change first. It's uh, <laughs> what, what I'm... Uh, uh, I don't want to talk about... Uh, okay, on okay. A, on a, this, these things are just... I can talk about the trainings. I had to change a lot, lot, lot of the like uh, trainings to be, to be, uh, to stay with these things. What is, uh, what is good till till until now till till now, and uh, to to throw through throw away. The things, the trainings, and uh, the people around me who's uh, who's not on the same uh, level, on the set, not not level, on the same wave, yeah, like uh, on the same vibrating wave, like uh, me right now, because it's re it's really simple. It's when 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 you you don't have the people and the things around you who support you it they, they will uh, take you down and and, and i just i just have to keeping uh, the people the things the uh, the places the trainings around me what uh, push me what push it. me up and uh, and keeping me on the, on that king level yeah i love it uh one last thing and thank you so much i, I love uh talking to you because you have a very unique and uh, soulful presence. It's it, your brain is is very interesting. So much respect to you, my friend. I, I really uh, love what you represent, and I feel like we need more people like you. But that's what makes you unique. So maybe it's good that we don't have more like you. Uh, were you hoping that the fight would happen in the Czech Republic, your first defense? Were there any talks of this at all? You fighting at home because I feel like it would be such a huge, huge deal. Uh, was there any talk of this? Yeah, there was there was a talk uh, with UFC, but. But I think uh, it have to it have to this fight it have to be it have to be much much bigger than than uh, than like a fight with uh, me versus Brazilian. Maybe maybe the fight me versus maybe one time. I don't want to. I don't want to say it have to be right now, or uh, or my next next opponent will be. Everybody knows the Polish Jan Blachowicz, and that will be amazing, like uh, amazing fight between me Czech Republic versus Polish, and uh, that will be amazing, like uh, set up for to to make it make it here some some somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh, it's not yet. It's not yet here. So I have to 
I have to be focused for for my next fight. Then I can talk about another. Well, I can't wait. Uh, thank you as always for the time, Yuri, and uh, happy birthday once again. I hope it was a great celebration and good thank luck in preparation and training for December tenth. I can't wait to see it. Thank you. Me too. Me too. All right. You're the man, Yuri. Thank you so much. All the best. There he is, Yuri Prochaska. Uh, What a fascinating individual that is. Wow. Uh, I know he is is climbing up the the personal favorite list of 1GC. Don't you love that guy? Isn't he the best? Absolutely love him. I mean, he what an intensity, right? He's talking about the dark room for three days. I wouldn't be able to last three hours in there. Dark room? No phone, no nothing, no shot you could last. I was going to say to him, what about TikTok? <laughs> How about that little statue? The action figure was unbelievable. Amazing. The, the detail on that real. thing. He's he's got a uh, special uh like samurai green tea shots they sell in the check. I'm gonna have to special order some for uh two eighty two a week. I love how you always go on these deep dives on their, their merch or like the little things that no one deep, else yeah. while the interview is going on, you're like, Let me see what we got here for this guy <laughs> and you like pull out the what is it? Green tea? What? Yeah, it's called like samurai shots. Like it's uh, it's like tea shots. It looks like he. Yeah, when he starts his meditations, he takes one. I'm gonna have to get on the wave. The meditation is just unbelievable. That's my dog's name, by the way. Could you do three, uh, three days, Frank? No. Three days in the darkness. You lose track of time. By the way, three days in the darkness. No food. For three days. Very underrated aspect of this whole experience. Yeah, you kind of downplay that part. Yeah. Frank uh, Frank also thinks that the bell doesn't have real gold when he was talking about the wow. vibration. Yeah, what a hater. Jesus. Wow, what a hater. Can you, uh, so Joe, can you call gold. up Yuri for a second here? Let I Frank mean, tell I him that there's no could... gold. He's feeling the vibrations, for goodness sake. They could be the vibrations of some other plastic. Wow. Plastic. I wish I could meditate. That's one of my goals in life. I don't know if I have the uh, tension span to meditate. You know what I mean? Have you ever been in a sensory deprivation tank? No. Have you? Yeah. What is I, it I like? It. It's great. What is it? Well, like, what do you do in there? You float. Wow. You were floating in there? Yeah. And, and what's the sensory deprivation part of it? You, you don't have any... How long are you floating for? An hour. Jeez Louise, I can't do that. Oh, then I think you would benefit from it the most. Why me? Because you're, like, all anxious about just the idea of it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Then when I might, you do my, it, you'll feel less anxious. My palms are sweaty right now. Oh, man. Look at this. I think, uh... Wow, what a guy. A fascinating guy. So UFC 282, uh, it hasn't been billed yet as the main event. As time goes on, it appears as though, you know, it's becoming more and more likely. But here's the thing. They want John Jones, like I reported on Friday, they want John Jones to fight on that card. Uh, we are approaching, by the way, blows my mind. We are approaching three years since John Jones's last fight, three years since his last fight. His last fight was in February of 2020, right before, obviously, the pandemic hit here in America. Uh, that was in March. Three years. That's amazing to me. That, 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 like, I can't believe three years has gone by so fast. He wants to fight a heavyweight. I'm told that he's in for that date. Now, the fight that they want is him versus Francis Ngannou. I don't think Francis is going to be available by December 10th. I don't think they'll get a deal done with him. I don't think he'll be 100% healthy after the knee surgery by December 10th. I do feel more and more confident that they are going to get a deal done with him, in large part due to the fact that, A, he's not with CAA anymore, and that was a big point of contention because Endeavor CAA aren't the best of friends. But also, there aren't a ton of options 
out there outside of the UFC. Is there a one-off here or there? Sure, but there's no Jake Paul fight like Nate Diaz has. That was Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury unavailable right now, and when I spoke to him in Cardiff, didn't seem all that keen on the fight, at least as much as he was back in April. And so I think he ultimately does resign. I don't think he's able to fight in December. So their plan B is, hey, we got John ready to go. You got to strike when that iron is hot. Let's do John versus Stipe. There aren't a lot of fights that will get Stipe excited. He's a full-time firefighter now. Maybe this is the one. And I'm told that that's kind of moving at a snail's pace right now. But John, at least right now, let's see what happens when you got to put pen to paper, is down for that date. Now, can they do Stipe versus Don, John on that card? I think 100%. That's a big, big fight. It doesn't have to be for a belt. It doesn't have to be for an interim. It doesn't have to be for a vague. Like, that's a fight. That's a pay-per-view main event. And I don't think Yuri Glover, I don't think any of those guys would care being the co-main event. It is a little funky that John would be fighting on the same card as the light heavyweight title fight. But honestly, there's been so many light heavyweight title fights since then. He is so far removed from that belt at this point. He'll always be the greatest of all time in that weight class. I don't think he's like the black cloud that people might think he would have been two years ago had he fought on the same card as a light heavyweight title fight. They just got to figure this out soon. It's October 17th. We're talking December 10th. Now, he doesn't have to necessarily cut weight, neither would Stipe, but get in shape, prepare, all that stuff and more. I think the UFC is pretty much at the end of the road with Stipe. I don't think they have a lot of plans left for him. I think he is their plan B. And I kind of feel like he senses that. Um, And I don't think he's coming back for any other fight other than John or maybe a Francis. That's it. Not a Curtis, not a Gan, not a Tuivasa. I just don't think that interests him. I think he's, he's past that point. So my, 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 my big question is, do they make it right? Like, do they, you know, they couldn't get John to fight in 2020, 2021 because they couldn't figure it out financially. Can they figure this one out? Can they make it right for both parties involved? That's going to be the big hangup here. Uh, I think that if it is right, if they pay accordingly, I think they'll get this fight done. I think we'll see this fight. If we don't see this fight... There's only one reason why. It's finances. And that's unfortunate. And that's a bummer. Because it's a great card. I don't think the card necessarily needs it, but it ups it tremendously. Um, And if they don't make the fight happen, I think they'll try to make the fight happen in March. um, Because we've got January, Brazil, February, Perth. I think they'll go to the UK in April. And then we'll go um, potentially January, excuse me, March, Vegas, this fight, if they can get it done. Um, and then I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, and this is as of right this second, if we don't see Stipe again. I see a scenario where if we don't get this fight here in December because Francis is unavailable, that we may not see Stipe again. Kind of a weird way to end the career, but it's sort of very Stipe-like. Now, is there a scenario where you know they do this fight in March and then he fights the winner? Sure. The scenario I would love to see happen is they do this fight in March, winner fights Francis, International Fight Week or around that time, right? That would be great. Francis gets a big deal. He gets what he's owed. He gets to defend his title, heavyweight champ, either versus John or the trilogy with Stipe. Let's go. Let's make it happen. What a pay-per-view that would be, right? Yuri Glover 2, um, Bohovic versus Ankalaev, Jones, Miocic. Bo Nickel, all the other names we mentioned, 
as of right this moment, though, it ain't done. And um, I think the clock is ticking. And they usually like to announce these big fights on a pay-per-view card when there's a lot of people watching. So maybe the deadline is this weekend. Now, it's an arbitrary deadline. You know, they'll, they'll do it whenever. But usually they like to announce big fights around big fights. And so I could see this weekend being an arbitrary deadline. And I could see this week being a big week to try to make this fight happen. Um, John Jones heavyweight. We got to see it. And, and there aren't a lot of years and months left. It would be such a shame if the, the, the last years of the great John Jones's career just get wasted over finances. Like, this shouldn't happen. Now, I know there haven't been, you know, it hasn't been, you know, rainbows and lollipops, even in the midst of all this. Remember early pandemic, there were issues, legal issues, mid-pandemic, you know, at Hall of Fame, you know, it, it hasn't been easy. But it, it seems, at least from this POV, he's in the clear. He could fight. He's motivated. He's training. He's actively training. His coaches are excited. People are optimistic. It's a new chapter, a new lease on life. And you've got a massive dream fight, if you will, with Stipe. It's not the heavyweight title fight, but by the way, it's a very, very good plan B. Let's figure this out. Let's figure this out, baby. Imagine that pay-per-view. That would be incredible. So let's see. Stay tuned. Watch this space. Maybe by Wednesday, they'll figure it out. I'd love to see it happen. Jones versus Stipe. Whew, two legends. Arguably the greatest heavyweight champion of all time versus the greatest light heavyweight champion of all time. The most decorated champion, arguably, in, uh, in UFC history. He put up a graphic. 13, I think he said, I think it was 13 fights for Khabib in the UFC. He had 13 title fights. In addition to all the fights before that, I mean, these youngsters have forgotten how great John Jones's career was. And I know it's been littered with controversies and issues and stuff like that. But man, 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, like that run was just unlike anything, a murderer's row. He was just beating Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. So I'd love to see it happen. We'll see if they get it done. And uh, if not, we'll get Yuri Prochaska versus Glover Teixeira 2, rematch of potentially the fight of the year. The last three pay-per-views are very juicy. And again, I know I was lamenting the apex and all that stuff, but it makes those pay-per-views feel that much more special. These last three, then you got Brazil, then you got Australia, then you got potentially Jones if this doesn't happen, in December, then you got potentially Leon versus Kamara. Like we're looking at a nice stretch here of some tremendous pay-per-view offerings. Really, really good stuff. It's a good time to be a fan, despite all the Apex fights. Womp womp. Wow. My son just texted me. My eight-year-old son just texted me. That's weird. Um, all right. What did he say? He said, what should I wear for football? My kids have their first football game today. Now there's potential rain in the air. I'm a little nervous about it, but I hope they get the game in. They're on the same team. They're playing on the Eagles. Don't love that, but they are undefeated, so not bad. But it's grades five, four, and three. Middle son is third. Older son is five. It's probably the only time they'll ever... 
uh, play on the same team. And my middle son is like, my middle son is like Wayne Corbett. You remember Wayne Corbett? No. He's like uh, Cole Beasley. You know Cole Beasley? Yes. He's like uh, Wes Welker. You know Wes Welker? Oh, yes. You know what I mean? He's just like a scrappy little guy. My older son is taller, uh, rangier. Um, you know, he's kind of Gabriel Davis. It's a Gabriel Davis, oh. Stephon Diggs type of thing we got going on. So it's very exciting. And uh, the game's at 545. So I'm, I'm really hyped. And he just asked me what he should wear. And uh, that's kind of wild to get a text from your son. In any event, none of you care about all of that. We'll be back on Wednesday, the same on the nose Wednesday that you guys love so much. Pay-per-view fight week, UFC 280. We got into it a little bit today. We shall get into it a hell of a lot more on Wednesday. You can hear my music, Frankie. We're out of time. Yeah. Uh, the crew, everyone was very nice on Wednesday, but I could tell everyone was sort of like, hey, Ariel, you know, it's like 6.15. You know, did you have to go five and a half hours? And yes, I felt like I did because we had to make up for lost time. But I said I'd make it up to you. And I told them before the show, looking to wrap this bad boy up around four. I don't think anyone believed me. Did you guys believe me? No. No one no, believed me. I doubted you heavily. It's 4.03. I, I, I kind of chuckled when you said it. Yeah. You thought 4.30. Four, you think I'm going to find a reason right now? Yeah, oh, breaking news. Stop the music. John Jones. Uh, no. I mean, you could speed up the music and uh, we'll make it. Uh, it's a good time to be alive, my friends. Afternoon card, uh, GC. You gonna announce some uh, 280 plans on Wednesday or what? Yeah, or are Wednesday. we doing this somewhere else on no, a different we'll do it platform? On, on no, Wednesday. listen. If you don't wanna, it's like don't do me any favors, all right? If you don't wanna <laughs> do it here, you got other plans. You're doing it somewhere else. Wednesday it is. No, no, no. Did you see this? Great sticker. I got. I got yeah. one myself. Big, big game tomorrow. Trying to get out of the basement. Got Brighton coming in. I still believe. I know it's a lot tough of being a fan these days. Listen, it's okay. Uh, a lot of people are jumping off the bandwagon. People are getting fired, but we're sticking. Th- and, and to clear it up once and for all, people are like, oh, who are you going to support once they get relegated? We're in it for life, right? Um, about that. Yeah, you're about that life. Anyway, thanks to all our guests. John Hathaway, Javier Mendez, Yuri Prochaska, Piotr Jan. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to the crew. Back on Wednesday, same time and place. Until they say, peace. I'm out of here.